Welcome to What do you bring to the table? This is your girl Sylvia, she, her, and hers. And this is Tori, she, her, and hers. And we got an exciting episode today. We got Dang, two I like people. That. Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> we got two guests. We got our returning, a returning guest, soon to be a regular, uh, what did we call you, Alex? Contributor. Fox News analyst. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our regular, what are you bringing there to the table, analyst? Our listenership right there just dwindled. <laughs> I had to throw that Down in Down to right one now. listener. A regular, what are you bringing to the table, analyst? Yeah, I'm glad to be back. I thank y'all for inviting me back. I like y'all's y'all spirit and y'all's chemistry. I can just, I mean, sometimes I can be listening, doing um, work and... Just the tone of y'all's voices makes me laugh. The giggling, the laughing, mm. and it's it, it's fun. I can't it makes listen me laugh. at work. The <laughs> f bombs are too much. I can't oh. listen at work. <laughs> this is your not safe for work podcast. <laughs> Unless Just you have headphones, you gotta have headphones if you're at work. Yeah. And who was that voice? Who, who was is that, that voice? We also have our oldest and dearest original fan. Not old by age. Calm down. Ginger! Ginger's in the house! One-time producer. (laughs) One-time contributor. Ginger! Hi, everybody. My name is Ginger. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Welcome back to the podcast, I'm super excited to be here. First of all, I'm just super excited to be in Portland, period. I'm excited to get my little hands in, see what's really going on. I'm not believing the news. So I'm excited to sit down with you guys and, you know, get into all the dirty deeds. Mm-hmm. Well, it's we be good. are excited <laughs> to have you, and we're glad to have you. I think it's been about a year since you were on when you were up visiting last summer, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a year. It was yeah. the end of July last year. Okay, so Ginger's back. Ginger's at our, our production, um, ready to look up stuff at a moment's notice. Alex is back to give his, <laughs> his analysis of uh, all things... Um, I don't know everything, right? Yeah. Uh, so do we have any what's updates? Does anything coming up that we um, haven't talked well, about? I know, I know the Brianna Taylor uh, situation is still going strong. Uh, their CBS News came out with um, an update. This came out when, 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 when uh, July fifteenth, twenty twenty. Basically saying that 87 people were arrested and charged with felonies after Tuesday's protest on the lawn of the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron. That's 87 people. How many were arrested downtown? I think they said total of 18 the feds picked up. Yeah, downtown Portland. But over yeah. here in Kentucky, they seem to be able to find 87 people to arrest. 87 people that were sitting peacefully protesting. 
rounded up and arrested. It says the protesters were demanding that charges be filed against officers responsible for the shooting death of Brianna. The protest began Tuesday evening uh, near Ballard High School in Louisville. Um, The protesters marched from the school to Cameron's home with many of the demonstrators sitting and standing on Cameron's lawn. The protesters were just chanting slogans, demanding justice for Taylor. They were asked to leave by police, but many chose to stay. Those who did were arrested without incident. In total, so because they were told to leave, they didn't leave. Then that's when they were uh, arrested um, for refusing to leave the property. And I guess that's a a felony. It's a felony to be trespassing on Mm. property? It said each person was charged with intimidating a participant in a legal process, which is a class D felony. What legal? What legal process? Get that orange buffoon out of (laughs) office for as much intimidation as he's done. Yeah, because if there's (sighs) no charges, how are there any intimidation? There's no legal process happening. (laughs) This is what they make up to collect eighty-seven people. I mean, it's been a minute since I worked in the criminal justice system. Is something changed? Like you can no, just <laughs> nothing's changed. Okay. It's just every state. Every state's different, right? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you just every, fine. You know, every state. Every state's different. Um, it's not doesn't make it fair, right? Doesn't make it no. fair at all. Um, but every state's different. and I'm sure it's very used very selectively. Of course, of course. Right, because wasn't there another protest in the same city? about wearing masks and nobody was arrested i don't was know that if that in was in louisville that wasn't in louisville that was in uh mm, ginger can you look that up i'm pretty sure there was, was a... that the state was that I the think state that capital was like, michigan yeah i think that's was michigan it was an m m state Sorry, coming out with all our fake news i'm a conspiracy theorist remember <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right we, we were conspiracy <laughs> i don't yeah. know i so feel like anyway, there was they were something. able to arrest 87 people to charge them with a felony that's a bunch of crap yeah i think all... they i think they may all drop drop all that honestly but they definitely have bogged down the criminal justice administrative process with that crap well and yeah they, the the i think the charges probably will also be dropped it, but it's the it's the message they're sending right right that right. a black and brown protest you're gonna get arrested no mask wearing idiot white folk protest you're gonna just be fine right you can roll up in the in the state house with guns and screaming people's faces and not want to arrest but if you're black and brown bodies sitting peacefully protesting or even screaming but not you know not breaking anything not doing any of the property destruction you're gonna get arrested so it's a disproportionate yeah. treatment. Another what's update, uh, the Bubba Wallace from NASCAR. So what is uh, your what's update? The I forgot backlash to on NASCAR. So this one uh, came out July 17th, uh, Yahoo. And it was uh, NASCAR Bubba Wallace booed. Crashes as Confederate flags fly oh, in. Oh, yeah, and I seen that. What? People yeah, are bringing their Confederate flags, waving them all over the place because, you know, NASCAR said we ain't going to be, you what? know, we're taking the flags down. 
and the visitors came with their flags flying them all over the place. He crashes, he's booed. <laughs> then you had somebody rent a plane to go across with the Confederate flag in the air. You know how they rent those no. planes? And then yeah, they yeah. Flag, you know, rolling by with their uh, Confederate flag. It's like Confederate flag day. <laughs> Listen, you cannot, you cannot mess with no redneck sport like that. That's the only redneck <laughs> sport. And y'all decided to go take the people flag away from them. <laughs> what and you and uh, mouths are from, it's like rabies. Like they got full blown rabies. Like oh, wow. they done lost their minds. I'm triggered. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lost their minds. Somebody is not only taking their guns, now they're taking that their flag away. Oh yeah. So I that heard I did hear that he got booed, but I didn't hear about the Confederate flag thing that they threw the flags. Yeah, I didn't hear that either. Oh yeah. man, that is fucked up. Yep. Ugh. And and what I and I never I'm not a NASCAR fan, so I don't know. Was he loved in that community at one time? Was he, you know, what yeah. kind of racer was he? Was he like a Danica where simply because, you know, she was female and cute, she got, you know, some great props, but what, I, I think don't he know. Was just, I think he was just a regular guy, a regular driver. And uh, this kind of like catapulted him into the media. You know what I mean? He wasn't nobody special, honestly. You know what yeah. I mean? As yeah. far as the driving goes, but this kind of catapulted him in the media. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have known much about Bubba Wallace, if unless he would have won some big races, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's so, yeah, nobody would have never known about it. just. I mean, Kaepernick, he did go to the Super Bowl, but nobody wouldn't have known or paid attention to Kaepernick if he never took a knee, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Well, damn, uh, Bubba, I hope Bubba stays safe because uh, I mean, I'm just saying, not all those drivers. Apparently wanted. not all lives matter. Well, and there there were a lot of pissed off drivers about the move that to, you know, ban the Confederate flag. And I mean, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but who's to say somebody just doesn't say we're just gonna we're just gonna take him out every race, right? Right, right. Absolutely. So well, that's what I'm saying. So Apparently then not that, all lives matter. Then that drops his rating, right? Which then affects his ability to, to, to continue to compete in the in the sport, right? I'm not, I'm not nope. saying that that's what's going to happen, but I'm also saying that it's possible considering racist tactics. Well, what he needs is um, what would really happen. What would really change the game is if somebody, um, some corporation came out and endorsed him. Yep. Um, like, let's say, I don't know, whatever, like companies, sport companies that are attached to NASCAR, like like Nike did with Kaepernick. Yeah. Um, if if something like one of them corporates came out and sponsored him, it'd be all over. They're going to burn every damn thing down on the racetrack. It's over. Oh, it would be, oh, if Cabela's came out and sponsored him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, or, like, like Cabela's. Or Bud Light. Oh, Bud Light, yeah. shit, they'd lose their fucking minds. Uh, it'd be over. <laughs> that ain't ever happening. Or Coors Light. Or, uh... Um, what like uh, bass and bass and fish? What is that? Bass, bass store? Pro, bass and pro shop, bass pro shops? Yeah, it'll be over. It'll be, it'd be over. over. Or mossy oak camo or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, we got we got to we got to manifest that. I want that to happen. Hey, don't be surprised. It might that could probably happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're smart, like let's say at the end of the day, corporations what they care about is their bottom line and money. So if they do the numbers and say, oh wow, look at how much we're going to profit by doing this. I mean, Nike, fu fucking Nike. Come on. You think they did it out of altruistic no, no, no. 
No, they did it of like, okay, who who buys our products? Who's our market base? Oh yeah, we're gonna make billions off of this. Boom. But here's but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about 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 NASCAR. Like I said, it's a, it's really almost an exclusive. It's an exclusive redneck sport. So I don't think, to be honest, I don't think any corporations really have anything to gain. Because right. it's not like black people are gonna go out and buy a whole bunch of Cabela stuff. They're not gonna go out and buy camo and and Bud Light. You know what I mean? But for well, Nike, the Bud Light maybe, Nike, huh? The Bud Light maybe. <laughs> Bud Light maybe, yeah. You know, but I think for the most part, like with Nike, you know, Negroes been wearing Nikes since the incision. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you give you give me some fresh Nikes, and you got somebody that supports appears to support right. the cause. We go and get that. Yeah. So I think NASCAR is they really just they walk in a thin line right now. And to be honest, I don't even know. I haven't researched who decided to make the decision, how it came about, because that is very rare that you take a redneck sport and they say, yeah, we, we want to abolish all the, the images of the Confederate yeah. flag. That's crazy. Well, I mean, what do you think about the Pentagon and their move about the flag? That's even former bigger. former military, right? Tell yeah, that's that's even you know, I thought about that because you know me, I'm always like, man, these people are pandering. But when the Department of Defense said that or you know, say, hey, we were looking at, you know, saying let's abolish this, I was like, yo, that is huge. Mm -hmm. That's pretty uh, they did that's they it. did uh, say we're done. You the, cannot fly yeah. in the Marines, right? But not no, across I don't across, no, across 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 okay. the border. Yeah, it came that's, out uh, last yeah. week, I think. Yeah. But I'm saying, why would you want that? Why would you support the flag of an enemy? Because there's Who's some... Enemy? <laughs> there's... That's, that's what I'm saying. A that... loser flag? Who's enemy, though? Mm -hmm. That would have been, been um, the North's enemy. So you had the North, the South. The North won. So... You know, why are we, why are we waving their flags around? But here's the real question. Do you think that that's really going to change anything? No, no, it's, it's, no. Right. Because it's, it's no. the mindset behind why you're flying it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and with, that's what, but see, that's what I want people to understand. It's not the history. It's the undercoding, the behind the message. This is our belief, white supremacy, and we're going to fly it wherever and code it as, oh, this is our history. But when it comes to our history, we're in America. Speak English. Go back to your country. We won the war. But when it includes your little history, then it's, oh, it's all good and great. I, I, that's the hypocrisy that I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's, I, that's why I told... that white Karen got slapped. <laughs> oh, yeah, she got slapped. There's many more, you know what I mean? But you you know what? There's a, there's a, can you hear me? Yeah, there's a yeah. double standard um, when it comes to this, which is kind of sad. And I think our kid, I like the generations that come after us, they are only going to be eating what is ever fed to them because the history books are getting more and more washed out and watered down. Mm -hmm. And the kids, if, if there's no self-education or parents really going in and teaching their kids, especially with black kids, they will not, they ain't going to know nothing. Like yeah. they literally ain't gonna know nothing because technology they just wanna be on TikTok and Instagram and doing all this silly stuff. Uh oh, Ginger's coming. Uh oh, uh -oh. Uh -oh. hold on. Uh oh. She comes from hold that. On, Alex. You're coming for a TikTok. I, You're coming I for a TikTok. Your point of view, but I really want this gener your generation to know TikTok is the most beautiful platform I've ever seen in my entire life. The kids on there are gangster. They are 
I'm a millennial and they are blowing away my generation when it comes to educating themselves. They are having real open and honest conversations with their parents. There's kids on there that are blocking. They're going into their parents' settings and they're blocking Fox News. So their parents can't <laughs> watch Fox News. Like these kids, I don't think you're giving them enough credit. I think I think it would be really cool if you downloaded the TikTok app. You kind of have to play with the algorithm. China. You know, if you don't want to see. China. Oh, you're China. on Facebook, Russia. China. <laughs> China. If you're on Instagram, that's Russia. Like, there's no difference. So just what I'm saying is, before you're saying, like, these young kids, they're not, da, 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 that's an outdated belief because I am in it. I am deeply into TikTok. And the political side of TikTok is huge. There's a lot of people from minority communities that are speaking up, that are educating people. Um, a lot of people from the disability community talking about like how to interact with someone that has a stutter. Um, there's people from the LGBTQ plus that are talking about what all these acronyms mean. And they're talking about binary, non-binary, and they're really educating each other. So well, I, well, I appreciate that. suggest that you do some research before we keep continuing this rhetoric of like these Gen Zers are just crazy and they don't know what they're talking about. They do a lot of research. I, I will say, cool research. I will say this ginger. I got, I'm, I got you back on this one because I agree. Like I have seen it when, when they have to take to that to learn, that's the unfortunate thing. So I think it's a both yes. end, right? I think it's a, we need to listen to these Gen Zers saying, hey, you all didn't teach this in school. I mean, I'm saying that. Like, I didn't get taught this in school. So I, th I think it's a both and. I think we need to uh, reform Educate. and evolve yeah. the educational system and the curriculum system and the people that own the curriculum system. Right. I mean, there's, what, two or three major publishers of textbooks in this country? Right. Who the fuck you think owns those people, right? Who <laughs> right. owns the textbook companies? Who owns what gets to go in those textbooks? It's not going to be a more liberal. It's it's because it's money, right? It's all connected. The capitalism, everything's connected. So I think it's a both and. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm on TikTok. Not me, my dog is, but I mean, she doesn't have thumbs, so I have to run it. I guess, I guess, I guess she can't like hold the, the camera, so I have, I mean... Mm. I've been watching because at first too I was the same like oh this TikTok dance moves, it yeah, has evolved I, from the dancing to now we're educating now we're telling our parents we're having frank conversations with our parents about hey this is racism this is what systemic racism is, so I think it can be both I I really do believe that both can live together because I feel like that's what it's gonna take right we're gonna have to find all the factions of all the generations to move and change and evolve these systems. But you, you know That's what's interesting about what Ginger said is, um, like I said, it can't be both and, but like she sounds like a very intelligent young lady, right? And she mm -hmm. sounds like a lover of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna make sure I make this clear distinction. She sounds like a lover of knowledge. And I know for a fact that there are kids in the community where I'm from that are not lovers of knowledge. You know, people haven't pushed them to that point. So they're not seeking out that educational piece. They're not linking in some of those, 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 uh, those silos where some of that educational stuff and that empowerment is happening. You know what I mean? Like, so there's two sides of it. And I think that because some of the lack of, I guess, motivation or empowerment for them kids in my community to actually go and do it, they're not exposed to it enough to go follow it. You know what I mean? And, I guess that, that and I think that's why it's super important that the uh, history books reflect true history, you know, 
But when we have people like Betsy Devos, that's never going to happen. That's my boo. <laughs> well, well, you need to do something about your boo. She, she needs she needs one good night, crack them toes, oh. so that she can loosen up. Because boo is wound tight. You did it. All right. Uh, I, I, I can't even listen to her. Like she, I can't even, I can't even look at her. Right. When she comes up with her, these schools better reopen. Lady, g- just go back to your <laughs> twisted family and whatever your twisted dynamic. We want to save our kids. We love our kids. That's her too. Talking about TikTok. Her daughter is on TikTok being super liberal, talking yeah. about how it is to live in her household with both of her parents and her parents have opposing views and she's kind of navigating that line of like kind of learning what her mom does, learning what her dad does, making her own informed decisions. That family is like the true like symbol of what's happening in teenage homes where teenagers are on TikTok. And I appreciate what you said, Alex, about like um, some people aren't seeking that knowledge. The really cool thing about the algorithm on TikTok is that it'll continue give if you like something it'll continue giving that and sometimes it'll drop in some opposing views mm-hmm. when i first started it tried giving me a lot of like very conservative reviews and i have to go and say nope not interested most kids i can assume are just you know the, it's the addictive part of scrolling right. so i <laughs> tried to be very conscious of what i'm curating in my tiktok experience um but to just to put it out there they are giving popping in some political things and some opposing views of what you think to at least kind of hopefully spark that interest of like what's going on around your community. And there's a lot of really cool boomer teachers that are doing like series on like black history, disability Mm -hmm. history, people of minority history, um, native American history. And they make it this cool thing where they're like, doing it with the dance and everything, but then they're adding little things or they're making it their own spin. So the collaboration is we just that was Tori's friend. Tori's friend, Catherine. Oh yeah. 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 She's adding extra in her history classes, making Mm -hmm. it fun. Yeah, yeah, or that with Catherine we had on a couple episodes ago. Um, she she is definitely in that like that that camp of I have to know what they're using to reach them. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think we have to meet people where they're at. I do agree, Alex, there's a lot in in different communities and different areas and neighborhoods that they they don't have the um, the direction to go towards that. But I do think what TikTok does is you have kids, youth, um, adults that look like them, that sound like them, that live in the same areas they are, that are sharing knowledge on there and therefore reaching them. So... I don't know. I just really think we can take from every area and make something, you know, good out of it. You know, like make it better, right? And, and it like there's bad in everything. Scary. Yeah, and it must be kind of scary for this administration because they want to ban it. Right. Why? Right, they say right. Because right. of national China. security. <laughs> China. And I'm like, what is national security? over these videos is like but we uh, weren't talking about national security when cambridge analytica was getting all that data on us thank you thank you we have no concern about that listen to this girl ginger you can't purchase you can't purchase political ads on tiktok you know you can't put those things you can't have bots on tiktok it has to be true interactions and that's the purest that's what makes tiktok so pure is 
yes, I understand that it is, you know, come from a Chinese company and I can appreciate you being concerned, but if you really do your research, which I have done, and I don't really know anything about like all that, you know, they make you agree to the terms and conditions. Facebook is able to get a lot more information from your mm -hmm. phone. Not only are they able to get the information that you provide them by interacting with their app, you've now allowed them to view your information on other apps that you interact with. Mm -hmm. And that is not the same case with TikTok. TikTok is not watching what other apps you're using. They're just seeing mm -hmm. your interaction on the app. So, so you can't really shows. So you can't say it's like you can't send a TikTok like video to your Facebook from TikTok. Can you? Yeah, do you that? can have that like link, but it's not recording what you do on on Facebook. It's just providing you that bridge, and then it's inputting it on there. But even at that, I don't even think the conversion is totally um, synced in because if I watch a long TikTok, like a a minute long TikTok and try to send it over to Instagram. Instagram cuts it off at 15 seconds. Oh. I have to save the I have to save the video, open up my Instagram, mm -hmm. and then put it on there for the full format to be shown. So the conversion is not even linked and synced to one another. And so for me, I would much rather know that like okay, they're whatever they're taking my data. Everyone else is doing it in the world, but Facebook is not invading my privacy on all my other settings. Or Facebook is this, invading my privacy on all my other apps and even my texting apps. They are able to kind of see how often you're texting, what time of the day you're texting. So let's feel, all be conscious well, of the information. Yeah. Oh, now, man. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm well, right. and I was. Ginger might be a regular contributor. I mean, hey, Ginger, Ginger for the con Congressional District 3 somewhere in the United States. She's going to be our regular mi millennial she, she, analysis. She's going she to be the, part of the next member of the squad or something right. like that. But you know I what? Like, like, I, I'm like, now I'm feeling like my mom. Like, which button do I push? I know. That's <laughs> how I feel. Is it too. the red one? I don't see a red button. I feel I like I feel, I'm I the closest really to. I feel like I'm the closest to understanding Ginger than the rest of you two. Like I'm yeah, right there true. with you. You know, that's I'm right true. there with you. And I mean, this is, I don't know. This is like, this is the diversity, right? This is what we're talking yeah. about is we got four people on this podcast right now that have some similar viewpoints, but also differing. And now Ginger's brought in a piece. that's like, Oh yeah. Okay. We didn't think about that. Like, I think I we need that like shit old on tiktok like i'm an i'm you know so i'm even seeing it from the outside perspective so bringing in someone that is like you know junior senior in college that's re that's really the generation where it's like honed in on and they do a beautiful job at like educating one another even in the comment section if someone well you know what and they're the it, ones yeah they're the ones that ended up uh the, uh, the rally trump's Tulsa. first beginning yeah. rally yeah they blew that thing up. Well, and, and for it. The, the Tulsa and then the reason why he canceled the one in New Hampshire, even though he said it was because of weather, um, but it store, wasn't. Ginger, tell him about the story. You know, Trump and I just want to go back real quick um, to uh, what you were saying about, you know, uh, the them wanting to ban TikTok because it's yeah. security. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. there was no no call for banning Facebook when it was proven that the ads and the bots that they allowed in helped sway the voter, right? right? And you know, because and, and, it went for fucking Trump, right? If that right. shit would have been flipped and it was Hillary and Miss Pantsuit won, you best believe they'd be calling for it. But as long as it's in their favor, 
hey, we're going to keep it. No, we're not even going to say they got to regulate. It's their, It's a private company. They can do what they want. But TikTok come in and all these Gen Zers get on there and they do their thing. It's China. It's China. 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 <laughs> so, it's sorry, China, Ginger, go ahead. But China. But you know what, though? I, I, oh, who's talking? But I do like what, she, what Ginger was saying. Like, I'm glad she brought that up because, you know, me, I'm always trying to be objective. And the, the way you have described it, makes me think when you say hey they didn't ban you know when cambridge came with all that information i was like that's a great point like that's like one of the best points i've ever heard and i've never heard that before because i don't do tiktok and when i think about it now when i think about it now i'm like damn like you're right i mean facebook is the 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 gangster the gangsters of of, of getting information oh, yeah. and, and manipulating things right um and even if you look at on the twitter side how now Trump wants to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the administration wants to go after Twitter because they got their own little way of doing things. Yeah, because they decided mm-hmm. to fact check his tweets and put right, a little right. thing on there saying this may not be true. And as soon right. as that happened, oh, get rid of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Man, this this social media stuff is out of control, man. Like we we can we can that's the beauty of it, but then it's also so how harmful how harmful yeah. it is at the same time. So just to go back to what Ginger was saying, how she's like, oh, if <laughs> if I got any Republican views, I kind of like swipe them off or whatever. I would chant, you know, me, I listen to both sides, right? I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but I say that because you know what I did? I challenged myself after our podcast, and I went and subscribed to three trans podcast oh well go on now listen listen to me now i'm telling you i I was in when i first listened to the first one i was in the shower right and i had it on the speaker and i was hearing stuff i i'm looking out the shower curtain like what i'm cringing you know like so it was it was challenging for me and i i I did that because i'm doing it because i i want to learn i want to challenge myself um so i can be in the know i guess about that and like 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 she's like ginger said before you start judging TikTok, you better make sure you can. I was like, oh, this is, what is going on here? So I was like, you're right, though. I had the neck roll on you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we are ignorant to a lot of things. I can't confess that I know everything, but I'm so glad that I do have a perspective of something that I don't know about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's important. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean. Me, the reason I swipe on the very conservative perspective on TikTok is, most of the time, it's like really uneducated kids that are just regurgitating whatever they heard on Fox News. And I just don't want to hear that. But I mean, my boss is Republican, and we have really interesting conversations. And I have just millions and millions and millions of pounds of respect for him. Um, so I feel like I get enough of that opposite perspective from him because I'm with him for 45 hours of the day or of the week. Um, but I, I want to talk to kind of stay my lay where I educate myself on things that like, Oops. I didn't know. So you know, Ginger, Tulsa massacres and you know, stuff like that. So Ginger, you must, you must not like my other boo then, huh? Who's your other boo? Candace Owens. Mm. <laughs> Stop that. You stupid. <laughs> uh, just, uh, she's like, so oh, stupid. the Lord, the smoke's coming out of her head. Like her aunt. <laughs> we had that conversation with my boss the other day. Oh, really? Talking about how he likes Candace Owens. And I said, I hope she plays free tag on the freeway. They're going to, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to chew her up and they're going to spit her. When she's done, when they done with her, she's, oh, she's out of there. There you she's go. Out. It's there over. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And then he tried to, he brought up a point of something that she said. And then I was like, oh yeah. Like when she brought up how, you know, we picked 
the wrong hero. George Floyd was the wrong hero. That did piss I'm like, me Can off. you imagine that we're handpicking yeah. black people to, to die for our cause? Yeah. And then he's like, well, that's not what she meant. And I'm like, okay, you don't get to pick and choose when she said something intelligent and when right. she says something ignorant. It's all coming from the same mouth. <laughs> well, here's, here's the biggest on This now. is the problem with what she said. Like, you know, and I and I and I listened to Candace on, but when she came out with that whatever thirty minute video talking about that with George Floyd, mm-hmm. I was so disturbed that in the very first sixty seconds she says, "Yeah, it was wrong the way he died," but and then she went on a twenty five minute rant, right? And I was like, everything that she was saying was discrediting this man life, life, and not just saying, you know what, we need to deal with Derek Chauvin, the police brutality, da da da. She went out of her way. That's that's what yeah. pissed me off. She yeah. went out of her to way. Talk about oh, to justify. Drugs. Yeah. yeah, to justify his death. Right. That's the 25 minutes was to justify his death. Did you make it through the whole 30 minutes? No. I watched it twice. <gasps> oh my God. Alex. I watched it twice. Oh, I just know you, whatever really comes out of her off. mouth is poison. Alex so deserves even, an award. I, I don't even <laughs> like saying her name. Like I knew about her way before, but I would never say her name because I said the minute, the minute. I start talking about her to people or that she starts getting more mainstream, it's gonna roll like gangbusters and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Now everybody knows her name. I really, and I'm like, mm. I really respect that you were able to get through an hour's worth of that if you listen to it twice because yeah, I, I feel like I'm nervous. I, I can't listen it to that much because I, I have to really protect my soul. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And just allowing that type of... Um, nonsense yeah and, and hate really allowing that hate into into my bubble when i'm already kind of having to deal with everything else the news is throwing at me yeah so it's I can, not i really well, i i give you all the props in the world to be and, able to watch and i got a question for you alex what's up if you want to answer this so and i'm not you know because this is has to do with interracial marriage i am married to um a white man native american um, but raised white, but he was raised in Northeast Portland. So he was going to he black, he black. Uh, he, yeah, he's very diverse. So, you know, he's got some, uh, when I met him, I was like, yeah, I, I was attracted to you. Cause you had some, uh, you had some rhythm. He's some swag. Light skinned, light skinned, but he's dark hearted. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when you brought, because Candace, and I'm bringing it up because Candace Owens is married to somebody European from, my, you know, very white. And I know you were married to a very white uh, woman because you said she was German, she right? She was European, like a mofo. Yeah. So, I, and I'm thinking maybe Candace just has to, you know, be this way in order to support her man for you think she's being oppressed his whiteness like, you think she's being oppressed is there some kind of like this is my man so i gotta stand by my man and i gotta you know not make him feel bad you, you know i think it's i, think it's, I don't it's, know so here's here's the thing about that i struck like when i found out she was married to a white man I, my bias kicked i was like oh really you know whatever yeah. like you know it kicked in yeah but if you back up you know, nobody knew who Candace was for, you know, except the past two years or whatever. Right. right. And the thing about that is, I don't know if you know the story about when she had the whole, uh, what is it, uh, ACLU complaint yep. or something about being discriminated yep. when she was younger, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, she's changed her views. But for me, I struggled in the beginning, like looking like, oh, she's married to a white dude, right? Like that's how I was I was thinking about it. And then I thought about it and I'm like, you know me, I have to kind of go back and ask myself, well, you can marry whoever you want to. You can have whatever yeah. views you want. You are allowed to change your perspective. And I think what happens is on both sides, that's where the cancel culture come in. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, and we all do it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like this. Like, for example, when black men marry a white woman, oh yeah. Lord, the so, uh, this is true. They're black women that will crucify us, right? Mm-hmm. But if a black woman marries a white guy, you don't hear too much of it. Like it's mm-hmm. not a big fuss. That's you know what true, I mean? Right? Yeah. And I think that's uh that's not a, a cool way to do it. So when it comes to Candace and her white boyfriend, I don't think that it's she's doing it to protect her man. I think that maybe when she met him, she learned some things that was more of her truth that she wanted to support. Mm, okay. And then she just went along with it. But I do believe she the reason why she has the platform is because just like any other party or propaganda or whatever, they're going to take whatever they can use to, you know, get their message out. And mm-hmm. Candace is probably the most perfect person to poke people and, 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 and do that. Right. So once they're right. done with, I mean, they're paying her mm-hmm. to go around the world, have all these platforms to do. So it. then she's pretty much like then in that power boost, like, Oh yeah. Like I'm a rock star now. Oh yes. A hundred percent. She is a rock. She is. She's definitely in that mind frame, I believe. And it's going to so now come- whatever, she's just going to spew whatever they tell her. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. we need for you to talk about this because look what happened with what Ginger said about the George Floyd thing. That yeah. right there was a prime example. I really don't think that she may feel like that a little bit, but I think that she really went over the top because she's like, Candace, you have to talk about this. Like you really got to degrade this situation as much as you can. So that's just my perspective on it. I don't think that that was a hundred percent her. I think it was more like, Hey, we're paying you. That's sad. You know, that's sad because I'm like, these words are going to haunt you when, 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 like you said, when they don't need you and it look at Amarosa, Mm. when they don't need you anymore, Amarosa, they can walk you out with security and your well, boss and, your and I mean, with all your little trinkets from your desk I, and walk you right out. I have to bring up again, this is the construct of systemic racism, right? Yeah. You get a few and you and you use them, right, to sway and to put a message out there because you they they need her to do that, right? But they I, but, need but her to keep that to keep white supremacy culture alive. But at the same time, what, and I could be wrong, <clears throat> when we have these kind of conversations, you get somebody like Candace Owens and we say, oh, that side is white supremacy. But we're not questioning the white supremacy on the left side either. I.e., I. we're not questioning the welfare. We're not questioning the mass incarceration policies. Oh, oh, that that's because we haven't talked about it yet. Right, right. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's all it's all lumped up into one thing. And because it's so polarized, sometimes we can't see that both sides are... In well, thing. I think that uh, the Democrats have a better way of being more covert about it. They're a little bit more um, pandering. They're a little bit more, um, maybe pat you on the head, because nobody can make me believe. I was born in 83. Nobody can make me believe that welfare, all these generations later the war on drugs and mass incarceration has done the best for our community. Nobody can make me believe that at all because I'm I'm not going to even try. I'm a a feminist. (laughs) If I'm a feminist, right. I'm going to my sister be like, sister, man, look, 
get, I don't want, I don't want their hands in your pocket and I want your hands in their pocket. I want you to get up. I want you to do what you got to do for you, sister. You know what I'm saying? Like leave these motherfuckers alone. Let's get what you can get and move on. But they want us in that situation, in that system, the democratic side, they want us that way because it perpetuates everything. I mean, come on now you on section eight, you can't even have your baby daddy. You can't even marry him to live in the same house. Right, right. Now, if that's, if that's not racist and divisive, then I don't know what what else is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, no. I try to see things from both sides as well. I, I yeah. I'm actually not even going to argue that. Point. Oh no, I, <laughs> like you're one hundred percent. Like you're one. No, you, I one hundred percent agree that, and that's part of that systemic racism, right? Systemic white supremacy culture yep. that lives in both sides, right? Right, left, whatever. You know. Um, and that's why there, I, I mean, there just has to be a dismantling and rebuilding of some of these systems. That, How do we do it? I, that's, and I was just going to say, that's, that's the, the, the billion-zillion-dollar question is how do we do yeah. it? I would say, I mean, part of what I've been thinking about is how do we do it is an example of what happened here today with uh, the four of us where you, you know, you said something about the TikTok and then Ginger jumped in and was like, what, 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 right? So <laughs> let me, uh-uh. so the diversity of this conversation on a micro level to me shows that's how we do it, right? You don't have only one side. It's not binary. Like, Life is not binary, people. Everything is a spectrum. Everything. So that's, I mean, that, to me, that's how we start. We, 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 like you said, we listen to that voice, those, those voices are there so we know what they're thinking so we can know how to address it. And you got to know how to react to it. Yeah. At the same, you know, you got to know how to react to it because, um, the crazy thing is, it's kind of weird. It's like, if you're a left winger, you know more about right wing policies than you do your own policies. It's kind of like, you know, like Christians may know more about Muslims than they know about their own Bible sometimes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm using that as like a correlation. And that's almost very, very dangerous because like, for example, um, it's the same thing on the right wing, right? When you walk up to a, a right wing Captain America Patriot nut, right? And you say, you say America, America was built on racism, right? Let's say you told him that. Nine times out of 10, you're going to get somebody that says, no, it wasn't. You obviously don't know the Constitution of the United States. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, excuse me, but the Constitution of the United States, the very first paragraph starts with we the people, right? And in there it says, we are here to preserve the liberty of ourselves. Who the hell you think they were talking about? Mm -hmm. You think that people of color were included in ourselves? Or women. or women or anybody else. So when you throw that in their face, that sacred document, they always talk mm-hmm. about constitution that they don't even fucking know about. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't read it. They don't study it. They'd be like, uh, that's not true because anybody that's on the left and they start telling right wingers, Republicans about racism and systemic, they say it don't exist. Yeah. And when they start bringing up the constitution, the constitution, listen, I'm doing a lecture on Facebook about this, the constitution and the declaration of independence gets you a copy Read it, study it. It is the battleground for your conversations because these people are throwing out information and a lot of people don't know how to combat it because they they don't know what's in it, right? So when that right-wing Republican is always constantly telling you, no, white supremacy don't exist, white privilege don't exist, and then they start using all this other abstract general stuff they've learned in the past 10 years, go back to the document that they say is very sacred and you break it down to them, you can see line for line 
and it it, show, it just opened up the world for you. And they'd be like, uh, uh, you showed us the right constitution. You showed us, you know what I mean? Like, that's how they be acting. And that's what I had to learn because people wasn't listening to me when I'm like, dude, this country was built on racism. And then they always trying to make an excuse to twist the words up that the constitution is saying. I'm like, do you remember what time period? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you know, even if you look at the Declaration of Independence, right, they even listed Indians. They said the Indian savages inside the, dec- the actual document. And they were bitching about 10 years, right? They were bitching about 10 years of what King George was doing to them. And yet they turned around and got people enslaved for 250, 300 years. Mm-hmm. They, and everything that they, every charge that they bought against King George, we have done that in an astronomical level across the globe. Mm-hmm. But you, you tell them that, they'd be mad as hell. Yeah. They'd be mad. They'd be like, oh, wait, wait, that was in the 70s. No, it's not the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, which brings up the, have you guys been hearing about that uh, Project 1619? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm listening to the podcast right now. Oh, are yeah. you? They have a podcast? Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it comes from the New York Times um, uh, series, 1619, and talking about um, the, basically what everything Alex just said, right? Right. Built on right. the backs of slavery, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and yeah, so I just started listening to the podcast. And it's a curriculum. Yeah, it, it was designed for a curriculum to teach. Yes, you know history, um, and then all of a sudden, guess who starts coming out with, you know, hey, we ain't gonna do that. No way. Who? Gina. The orange buffoon. Gina. Well, him too. <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was too. A sen- it was a senator, right? Uh, yes, it was uh, Tom Cotton, Republican. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Where yes. now all of a sudden. You know, nobody, I didn't know about it until I saw him and I was like, well, let me investigate what project, you know, 1619 is. Uh, Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you know, this project is coming out. Now all of a sudden it's complicated. We're not going to be able to do everything now is too complicated. Mm -hmm. However, okay, let's see how fast it's going to take for new laws to come out when we were just, you know, prior about the black militia that was armed and ready to go. Let's see how quick some new laws in Kentucky start happening uh, with seeing people of color carrying firearms and in protest. Well, let me speak to that just a little yeah. bit. Okay. You're not, you're, they're going to have to work very hard to do something like that to circumvent that. You know why? Because if they mess around and start throwing these, trying to do some Jim Crow stuff with the, with the, with the second amendment, mm-hmm. it's gonna, they won't, they, cause you ever notice like if they do that, they're going to mess it up for the other ones, yep. right? Oh, it's yeah. going yep. to start going into that one, that one silo. So like the reason why you don't see a lot of people speaking out against the, say the black militias, they may, but they don't want people to be passing laws and resolutions around that. Cause they did you, that in California when the Black Panthers went out there. No, right. You're you're 100% right. But they did that, but at the same time they, you know, Huey bless his heart. Huey walked around with law books. Yeah. If you've seen footage of, you know, the police came out there, they'd be like, "Hey, uh y'all ain't supposed to be." Out. He said, "You know, California code da 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 right. says blah blah blah." He was like, "Where's that gun loaded?" And he was like, "California code said da da da." He was like, "I don't know." pig you know i don't know if it's <laughs> you go, you're gonna have to find out if it's loaded or not uh-huh. but i think but i think that was very pivotal when it came to the gun rights because you know me i'm a i'm not a gun av- like a what do you call it a gun nut but i yeah you know, i advocate for guns yeah. but 
the the equal rights are not it's not equal for everybody. A black a black person you supposed to be walk around carrying no gun. That's period. right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just the way the bias and this kind of construct is set up. Right. But if they start passing stuff, legislation and resolution, whatever they're trying to do to try to Jim Crow black people out of that right, it's not going to be good for the rest of them. Right, right, and they know that, and that's why they right. people are not. That, but you better believe they're in secret meetings. Oh, well, yeah. I think I think what like kind of what you were saying, Alex, is what the what they do is they won't legislate around it because you don't want to take a, a redneck's gun either, right? They don't want right. their guns taken away, so they continue to keep the system and the construct that you could disproportionately arrest them, right? Mm-hmm. So you can interrupt the behavior through arrest, even if the charges get dropped later, right? Like, right. it's a way to, I mean, and the system already done. Like you already said, a black man can't walk around with a gun. I mean, Tamir Rice was killed for, you know, like in how many seconds? So you can't, so as long as you continue to allow that to happen, you control it. Right. But I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There are many black gun owners who stand arm in arm with white people at, at second right rallies all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. So it does happen. Um, but I think when you get a hundred Negroes dressed in all black, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Watching down the street, they're like, hold up. Y'all scaring us now. Like what, what, what are we, what are y'all trying to do here? But then when you have, I don't know how many in North Carolina when they were, you know, their little tiki torches and, right, you know, right, uh, right. all these people, you know, their flags and the, the white boys. supremacist group. <laughs> we aren't scared. I'm not scared. I'm scared. I was scared when I saw that. I was like, oh, these fools done lost their mind because now I got to go get something for protection. But you know what's even more scary? And then I just got to be real. What's even more scarier? And I don't mean it's like, in a bad way, I mean in a good yeah. way. What's even more scary is the images you saw recently of those black people congregating and, and marching. And listen, what's even more scary is when you actually watch them. If you know anybody ever seen the video clips of these guys out there? Uh, they, I saw, they, yeah. So yeah, do you see it. they were stopped? They was all in this formation, right? And the guy was talking with the bullhorn, the leader, or whatever. But if you notice there were guys when they stopped their formation, there were guys that what we call is a military tactic. These guys form out in what's called a 360 and they secured the formation. Oh, that is scary. When okay, a white, tell me, a, tell, tell me, what do you mean by they form a 360? Like, like if when you stop, these break people, it down, break it down. Out, for her. They went out and they were secure. They was making sure that nobody would come into the formation to, to harm them. Right. But when you see that, that is a military trained uh, tactic. Yeah. And I'm telling you when a white redneck that may be a veteran and knows those taxes, when they, when they see that, that is scary because it's like, wait a minute, these guys are for real. They are not professionals. Like these are like, they are, they they trained themselves and I'm sure they got military veterans that are in those groups too, you know? So when they see that, there's like, wait a minute, this is not, this is not a fluke. This is like something that's really serious. You know what I mean? It's a military tactic that anytime you're on patrol or anywhere you are and your formation stops, you're going to send out what's called 360 security. And those guys, everybody is assigned to whatever they do. And they go out and they make sure that they're looking out to make sure that if you're getting water, you know, using the bathroom or whatever, or you just stop in the rest, somebody's always looking out. Wow. So when you see that, that's, that's, that to me, that is, so if I was, did, you well, felt like these folks, like, cause I thought you were going to say somebody was like moving their guns around, you know? So mm-hmm. you, you saw this as, very like very professional oh yeah it was ta- i mean it was to the t ta- nice. like i was like this was some i mean you know people came out and made fun of the guys with their 
saying that they got you know ammunition stuck in their thing and i mean you know the yeah, right that's just really yeah that's down. just haters but I how, how you know if their if their ammunition was stuck in their gun and if, like, unless you went right up to them and i don't think anybody was going to be checking anybody's gun at that where well, there was there was there was a couple of pictures where they had a guy with his his his, his his gun his gun wasn't fully functional because he had oh. stuck so i mean they they took off with that but the fact yeah. that these people had the energy and they were willing to fight or whatever they was right. willing to do was is that's even more scary to people so guess what's going to happen those guys with the tiki torches they would never want to face off with an angry black uh militia like that they was just wouldn't do it yeah you know what I, mean? I saw on tiktok they also had um the mark uh uh, I, I can't remember if it was in South Carolina or somewhere where they had um, riders, you know, they were riding horses. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah. And I thought that was cool, too. I feel like that was in Texas, wasn't it? Somewhere. I don't know. But they had a lot of black yeah. men on their horses riding in protest, Black Lives Matter protest. Man, it's 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 crazy. You know, like it's all I think the guy the guy that is in charge of the group. I mean, he's pretty radical. You know, um, but when we go back to white supremacy, right? Like, mm -hmm. like what Tor uh, Tori was saying, and I said, you're never gonna see those white militia kind of men square off with a group like that, right? You know why? Because they're just gonna go home, get into their judge uniforms, their DA clothes, they're gonna go to their mm -hmm. police uniforms, mm -hmm. and they're gonna take care of it that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That is, they don't have to. You know what I mean? They don't have to sit up and say, "Oh, well, we just go go fight these." And dudes. they'll like, pick them off one at a time. One at a time, mm -hmm. just like they did the freaking um, the whole entire Black Panther Party, mm -hmm. right? Right. The, the yep. whole leadership, they took him out because they were in positions. I mean, here, you had the, what his name, what the dude name is? J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. His, I ain't going to say no bad words, but yeah. him, um, you know, when you got leadership at that level going down all the way to local police to exterminate, right. to exterminate yeah. black leaders. Mm -hmm. And that's right. And that's what we're seeing here with uh, uh, Attorney General Barr. You know, mm -hmm. they're doing the same, same old tactics that work why i just had i just had this conversation with my super republican boss <laughs> we were kind of talking about like black leadership and he mentioned something like oh we just need another like mlk to kind of like come up and step up for the black community and i'm like that's never gonna happen he's like what do you mean that's never gonna happen and i'm like it's this it was the same friday that john lewis died i said that morning Look at John Lewis. He was arrested, whatever, was about, yeah. over 50 times. Never once was it a federal charge. Now these people sit on someone's lawn and it's now a federal charge. Mm -hmm. They will never have the opportunity to be someone in a position like a congressman, congresswoman, you know, someone in that position of power. And I like cried that night because I was telling him, I was like, John Lewis to me, like, I would wash John Lewis's feet with my hair like oh, Mary Magdalene did to Jesus. <laughs> but like I was going off talking about how much I love him. And, and then that night he died and I, and I texted him and I was like, just, you know, like this is a lot deeper for our community than you will ever understand and appreciate because we don't get that anymore. That's mm -hmm. gone for us. Our yeah. activists, our leaders are, you know, being arrested on federal charges where they're not going to be, a slave to the government for the rest of their life via not being able to vote if they get prosecuted or 
they get arrested and he's like oh well they're getting arrested for federal charges but it's not gonna stick they'll be able to let go and i'm like okay they didn't go to work that day they got arrested they didn't go to work while they were waiting for their bail to post they had to contact other people to help them pay for their bail now they're in debt for their bail i mean it's just the whole trickle down effect of we will unfortunately the the um chances for us to have that to have that type of leadership is just taken down back then and it's now happening again again that's the reset button although although that button's been there but that that's exactly how that's why war on drugs we need to rape these communities of color gather up our men mm-hmm. throw them in prison so then now what do we have fatherless children mm-hmm. Uh, that mess of it, uh, and then now they're blaming because fatherless, you know, children. Fatherless children that so, become dependent on the system that we can control, mm-hmm. that we can dole out, then that then put into an educational system that will that is le- lower funded as well. Like again, it's like that what you said, you Alex. It's on all the sides. Everything is Ugh. is integral so, in this. So real quick, I want to go back to what Ginger was saying about. MLK John Lewis, right? Yeah. Um, if you notice when the George Floyd thing happened and the riots kicked off, right? This this is like a cycle. It happens all the time, but I yeah. use the most recent. Most of the time, white people, and I'll just categorize as my all white, right? They would always bring up Martin Luther King, right? They oh. always do. They're like, oh, Martin Luther King, he was a nonviolent person. And I and I always tell people like to say that is very, very disrespectful because you are choosing, I was like, do you, have you, if you're going to tell the story, tell the whole story because the he, real story, the real story is yes, he was very nonviolent, very peaceful, but guess what? They still beat, they beat his ass. They still sprayed him with hoses. They still arrested him. They still threw food on him. They still spit on him. Right. His and family it, was in peril right. all the time. And they still killed him. And they still killed him. I was like, stop telling the story. And look, even take another example, Muhammad Ali. All white folks like Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. now. But guess what? When he said he ain't going to fight no damn Viet Cong. Come on now. Because he's fighting a white man here. They was hate. They, if, if they were, and guess guess who that was? That's 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 Kaepernick. That's Kaepernick Come on today. Now. Come on now. They was, they was crucifying Muhammad Ali back then, but now they love him. And they did the same thing to Kaepernick. Come right? on now. And generations down the line, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, after they kill enough Negroes and then it gets worse, they're going to be like, you know, Kaepernick really, oh, he was really standing for something. You know what I mean? When he's dead and gone. And I think that's what white I people agree. don't understand. They always want to bring up our leaders. You know what I mean? When they when they do something like peaceful. And they failed them. to bring what they did to the leaders even in those in they those fail to bring yeah they'll bring it up because you saw that on facebook yep. oh how come they can't protest like martin luther king assassinated oh. malcolm x assassinated, assassinated. It's like what these people assassinated what these, right and what these people want is we just don't want you guys to destroy stuff go walk do your little march come back and then let's move it along well, you know, kind of like to... coronavirus. <laughs> Can we, when is this thing going to be done and over with? Because I'm tired of being locked in my house. Well, and that's... That, that's all they want is to go back to normal. Well, I'm tired of people telling us how to protest, basically. Nothing right. nothing makes these people happy. Like, well, you can't take a knee. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to get out in the streets. And pro- well, you can't do that either. You know, you, you can't, can't wear a T-shirt this. that says I can't breathe. Right. right. You can't do nothing. And it's like everything is offensive to them. You can't you can't step up and, 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 and protest or speak a voice or opinion about anything 
that makes them mad. Oh, speaking of which, and, and I'm sorry to bring this up, but since we're on the subject, Major League Baseball had the opening day yesterday, yeah, right? I saw that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And, there's a lot, and there's a lot of images of uh, players taking knees, right, before the that. national anthem. Whole teams. In, 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 in remembrance of, like, the, the in, to commemorate the Black Lives Matter stuff, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. then check this out. So I got people on social media that are posting this like crazy saying, look at them. I hope I'm never watching baseball again. Right. And there was this one guy, what is his name? Sam Coonrod or something from San Francisco. He Stood decided, up. he decided to stand, which what? I'm cool. I, I support Hey guy, whatever. Oh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't kneel for nobody, but God as a Muslim. I totally agree with you. Yeah. But here's the problem I have with that. Kaepernick kneels, y'all make him a villain. Mm -hmm. This guy just stands up. And it wasn't even doing the national anthem. They make him a hero overnight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And this really had and this, and this has nothing to do with bowing to uh, uh, a god. Right. And that's you're it, not but, bowing for a god. You're but, you're just making a, a statement that hey, I'm going to take a knee for this movement. But the point, the other point is too. Like, I want people to realize that. Kaepernick and this guy have the same exact right, yes. but show equality yes. the, for both of them. That's all I'm right. saying. Like, if he yeah. want to stand yes. up and he don't want to kneel for Black Lives Matter, I don't care. Yes. You know what I mean? That's your right. But if Kaepernick mm -hmm. kneels for something, you need to treat it the same. But what's yeah. happening is, of course, we're polarized, right? Mm -hmm. And we got this all cancel culture where people say, well, if you ain't agreeing with me, then F you, you're out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like we got this big ninth grade high school popularity contest and we can't acknowledge mm -hmm. equal we should be giving equality under the same right yeah, and right. that's not what's happening well it's, well, the, it's the same I, thing my as problem is is again using christianity as your shield to doing what is right and i'm not saying he has that's... his right to but look just say i don't believe in it mm -hmm. don't go well i'm not going to kneel because i'm christian and i don't bow down to no god well, this has know, nothing to do with a God. Don't they have nothing to do with religion. So well, you know, not well, and, religion and, is we hate black people and that's it. And what I go back to them? I go back to what Alex saying too is that um allow him the, the right, he gets the same mm -hmm. right. And if he believed in the reason why people were kneeling, he could have vocalized that, right? He could have said, I 100% the black support Black Lives Movement, what's happening, da-da-da, but because of my religious belief, I'm going to remain standing, but I'm going to bow my head, or I'm going to do something to yeah. symbolize the support of it. The, the silence, the silence of support, whether he does or doesn't that's that's the issue right that's what i mean silence is violence that's what's been happening that's the bubbling up of people no. saying to our white our, our white silent. family he was a silent he wasn't silent <laughs> he just said i don't bow down to no other guy no what i'm saying is the silence and lack of support oh, or yeah. saying anything about it he made it yeah. like you said he made it about his religion that's right. not what it was about right right that's not what there's it was a, about you had an opportunity a, to use your voice and say I support it, but you didn't. You didn't even try. So, right. but I, should he have? Should he have to though? No, no I don't think he should he, have to. Right. I don't think he, he should have to. to I but think, like you said, but Alex, it's suspect he, to me. Yeah, if you, if he's not making a comment about it, don't even bring it up in the media. Yeah, I mean, just stand and comment, yeah. But just, I'm just saying. Just no, stand and do what to. you're doing. Yeah, move it along, folks. Media, there's nothing here to see. But the media wants to get poking, you know, poking the hive there. And of course, they do it exactly how they always do it, which is, you know, one is looked at more favorably, and the other is demonized. So you know, you know what's? So you know what's? Who's that? Oh, go ahead, Ginger. Ginger. 
There's a quote that I found on TikTok. Okay. Oh, Lord. And it's something I want to make into a shirt, Sylvia. So that's our okay. weekend project. It says, never in American history has the white majority thought black protests or actions were appropriate. That's and to me, that lot. is just like the end all be all quote to describe everything that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's and, and what and, and that quote is um, indicative of, again, I go back to the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to grab it at the break and I'm going I'm to yeah. I'm I'm read y'all just a couple lines exactly what Ginger is saying. It goes so perfectly with that because it only they will. I don't even know how to explain it, but the quote you said said it perfectly. And after the break, I'll kind of wrap it up with the with the, the Declaration of Independence. But back to the baseball guy. In the protest, we're all in the same yeah. line yeah. here. You know what that did when he said that I do not bow to no other guy. When he used his religion, right? You know who's about to come to the rally base, right? This is perfect timing. The Trump rally, like you know, the evangelical Christians are about to come mm-hmm. out, like, come on, like they about to come out like it was like 1979. Right. And it's gonna be a steamroll, man. They're gonna be. Oh, look, the same thing with Tebow, right? You're gonna yes. see that same. Yes. You're gonna see that same messaging, that same energy that was with Tebow. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be with this guy, which I yeah. mean, they have their right to do. But what I'm saying is, he, to be honest, I don't think that dude really know. I don't think he know he intended for what's about to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, the, I don't think he intended that, but they about to grab onto that. Trump mm-hmm. is about, I, I don't know, I haven't seen that yet, but yep. I'm sure he's going to say something about that guy. He's like, oh yeah, Sam Coon, right? He's a, he's a patriot. Yep. Yep. So, he's uh, a patriot. Yeah. You need to stand for your country. When, when And the story that people are not saying is that this happened before the national anthem. All the players were standing for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? This happened mm-hmm. before. They decided to do this as a team before the national anthem. But the rhetoric is, and the narrative right now is they all kneeled for the national anthem. And that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, hey, uh, let's take a break because we're talking about protests and Alex, we wanted you to, you wanted to talk about them. You wanted to talk about local. Oh, yeah, we the have local, to talk about the protests. The local. We, in, we in Portland, Oregon, yeah. we the epicenter. Um, so let's take a little break and we'll come back and talk protests. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> we back. Two, what are you bringing to the table? Welcome back from our breaky break. Uh, We've had a lot of content on the table today. Woo, we got. We're eating a lot of info. So much. Uh, We're going to do a story. Sylvia's going to do a story. It's going to probably spur even more conversation. Um, But we want to stay a little bit on script. You know, we need to bring stories. So bring us a story. And we also got to educate our our listeners on what's happening downtown. Right. You know. And I say downtown, but, and not even all downtown, but we'll be talking about all that. But um, this one came out. I saw this, and I was like, okay, um, yeah. Bring I, it. I, I'm just, like, blown. And I, I'm blown, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this came out Daily Mail. This came out uh, the 25th of July. A black Trump supporter 60 is shot dead in Milwaukee. Detectives are investigating quote unquote political motive after beloved community activist was gunned down in a drive-by. 
The points are this. Bernal Trammell 60 was gunned down in a drive-by shooting on Thursday. He was known for his signs that said, vote Trump 2020 and recited Bible verses. Cops have yet, have not yet landed uh, on a motive, but aren't discounting his links to the GOP. Residents in the neighborhood say he wasn't afraid to express his political views. Here's where I'm having the problem. The Republican Party has called for a federal investigation into the slain. Chairman Andrew Hitt said no American should fear for their personal safety because of where they live or their political aff- affiliations. Mm-mm. Those are just the highlights because I like very, they give you the they give uh-uh. you the highlights. No, very now, interesting. No, very interesting. No, I, I'm one. Nobody should ever be shot, killed, whatever. Correct. But. Again, we get to that only when there's a political view that a black person's life is is lost. But if we can use that to push our agenda, let's use that Candace Owens. And I'm like, even if it was a political hate crime, and I say political hate crime, this is just a regular murder as it would be any other murder federal the feds don't need to investigate anything they, there's there's nothing about it it's not a hate crime nobody put in some racial slurs in theirs but again we get to this whole black lives matter only when it pushes your agenda to say see 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 uh, he got shot because of Trump and yet we have all these protests happening about Black Lives Matter. But in this, at least the way that this article was, now you just want to use it to be wedging, you know, using it as a divisive means rather than saying, man, this this man was killed. We don't know why. He was a great activist. He, you know, very independent. Very. But I'm just, I'm away to see what these Republicans are going to start spinning in order for their agenda to move ahead. Um, but as we're talking about protests, because he was out there protesting with signs, let's talk about what's happening here in Portland. And Alex, I know you said you've been down there. Uh, you're the commentator on the streets. We're down there two days in a row. Getting, no. Did you get tear gas? Our, our well, field me, me, correspondent, me. Alex Jones, <laughs> has been in the field doing investigations for us. So I'm not going to, I got to make sure I preface this and, and give a disclosure that I, I will not go out there at night. I will not go okay. out there at night. And there's a reason for that. And I'm going to try to explain it here. Um, So, you know, if you're not from Portland, when you watch the media, you, it looks like Armageddon, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like Armageddon. Oh, yeah. And, um, people are protesting in front of the federal courthouse at night and it's been violent on both sides with the feds and, and the people that are protesting. But what's happening is you get a lot of peaceful protests and things that are happening during the day. But at night you get some of those people that want to cause some, some harm and anarchy and stuff like that. And they're coming out and the media is showing you literally one street city block that's in front of the courthouse. So it may look like, and, and what the media is saying is Portland is on fire it's very dangerous. Don't go down there or don't be in the city because everything's on fire. Now, if you're not from Portland, you think that these people are doing this across the whole city. They've already torn up what they're going to tear up, right? So what happened was 
or what I've seen, I went out there, you got a whole city block, I call it the carnival, where people are getting free food, you know, the homeless are being taken care of, all this stuff, right? And the majority, 99.7% of the people out there are white. Let's just keep it real. They're all white and they are very peaceful out there. You know, they're not really doing anything during the day, but at night it changes up. Now here's the problem. My whole point of this was, if you look at the politics of it, the narrative has switched away from really digging in the protest and holding our local city officials accountable. Mm -hmm. The local city official officials have taken that narrative, because let's back up, July 4th, the 4th of July was when they finally went to the federal courthouse, the rioters and protesters, and they started vandalizing, right? There was no mm -hmm. fence, there was nothing. So the feds started reacting to that to start to protect their building, they started reinforcing it. That's when you start hearing the president talk about sending federal troops to Portland, right? Mm -hmm. Our local officials took that bait. Everybody that's out there doing this stuff, they took the bait. They stepped into the propaganda trap. Mm -hmm. And now our city officials are back, standing back with their hands up like they're the heroes because mm -hmm. they're trying to keep the federal troops out. But yesterday I went out there, the day before I went out there, and guess what? There's literally no one at City Hall. There's no one in front of the, the Central Precinct and Justice Center anymore. Everything is confined to one block. So when you're seeing this stuff on the media, I want people to understand that this is not the entire city of Portland, right? This mm -hmm. is literally a half block where there's a street and there's a courthouse and there's a fence. Now, if you really want to question something, right? You know, the courthouse is, it takes up a whole city block, right? Mm -hmm. There are other entrances that don't have a fence around it, like the back. You don't have no, mm -hmm. you walk, you can walk behind the back of the courthouse all day. You mm. won't encounter any media. You won't encounter any protesters, mm. no police, nothing. Everything is right there. It's almost like it was manufactured. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like if you were inside of a, a, a fishbowl, mm -hmm. right? You put people inside. It's almost like, here's a good analogy. If you take a bunch of scorpions, right? And you put them in a small glass box and then you stick a camera in there and then you commentate and say, Hey guys, uh, these scorpions are taking over this house. But if I'm only, if I'm looking at the video you don't see the house right, all right. you see is the scorpions you like damn well there's a lot of scorpions that must be horrible but then if you take the camera out pan and you, out. Look, you pan mm -hmm. out and i show people that on my facebook live that they're only showing you two angles they're showing mm -hmm. you one from one side and mm -hmm. one from the other side and all you can see is the front of the federal courthouse so i'm saying that so whenever you guys get a chance to go down there be very 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 um, objective about what you're seeing because you know I had some people challenging me saying that I was lying and that they saw people hugging and, and and loving each other and I'm like that's because you had a separate little protest over in a clear park away from the people that are in the front of the courthouse you see what I'm saying mm -hmm. now the the moms the the, the Portland moms mm -hmm. they have the right message mm -hmm. right they have the right mm -hmm. message and what's happening is because of the violence, those dumbasses that are out there, they are suppressing that message. Yeah. And it's a shame that the local media is not bringing attention to that mm -hmm. at all. So my challenge to the people that are out there, citizens of Portland, whoever listening, if y'all out there claiming to be that everything's peaceful and you're protesting, y'all need to be calling out the violence that's causing the contention with these with the feds in front of the in front of the the the, the courthouse. Because mm -hmm. if you don't, that's what's gonna take over your message. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we cannot give Mayor Ted Wheeler and even Joanne the the, the an, big, out. The, an out because mm -hmm. they look uh Ted Wheeler, he decided to tell, he tweeted this out to the world. He said, Hey, I'm concerned that I heard that the feds were gonna use live ammunition on the citizens. 
And guess who went out there the night they were supposed to be shooting up everybody? He did. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. fact that he threw out information that he had, he didn't say where he, where he got it from, what agency he collaborated with, right? He didn't say any of that. And then Joanne comes around and says, oh, the Portland police are, 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 are setting fires. And it was untrue. And she comes back and apologized for it. So the reason why I say this is because the same tactics that Trump and the White House used to get their base all riled up, our local government is doing the same exact thing. And they're building fear and anxiety in the city of Portland to make them think that the feds are just going to come out, grab them up, right? Take them to wherever, la la land. And they don't have to be responsible for the things they say and the things that they do. So now, or the the, uh, need for reform, or the need for reform. So now you can see there's no conversation about the stuff that we did about taking the the, the cops out of school, right? Trying to get some more. The the contention in the national media says, "Hey, y'all fighting with the feds. The city is on fire." So my challenge is, if you can change the narrative, everybody needs to pick up all their stuff, go in front of city hall, and then Trump all his goons, all the right-wing media, they have nothing to contend with at that point. They they can't say anything. They can't say y'all shooting fireworks at the feds. They can't say that y'all are attacking the feds. They have nothing to do with that. They can't go over there to see all their force. You see what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get people to say that as a black person and being less than the 1% that actually go out there and walk around during the day or maybe even at night, y'all are doing us a disservice. You are suppressing mm-hmm. the message of Black Lives Matters if you really care about it that much, mm-hmm. you know? And then there was a young man who was beaten. I was out there with him two days ago. He stayed all day and all night. They beat him up for trying to stand up and say, look, man, I'm trying to prevent the people that are out here peacefully protesting from getting tear gas, getting shot, because the message is that this is all, all Black Lives Matter. Right. You know, and, and, and they're twisting the message. So yeah. Ted Wheeler, the, the city officials, they have an out. And the people, and I call it groupthink. These people out here mad, causing all this stuff, but they're not seeing that you have fell into the propaganda trap. And this is the last thing I say, I'm gonna say, I promise. People think that if anybody ever heard of martial law. If yeah. we stay in front of that courthouse and oh. not accomplishing anything, it's going to take a federal officer or a citizen getting killed in one of those conflicts. And I guarantee you, Ted Wheeler, he's going to let the toe in of the federal government. Mm-hmm. And you better watch out because once they get that toe in, mm-hmm. right, you're going to see, you're really going to see what the federal government is going to do on the streets of Portland. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm telling us, get the hell away from that courthouse because you're playing into a propaganda trap that has nothing to do with black lives. It may, you could create whatever you want, but you're taking the pressure and the attention off the, the message and the people that need to hear it. That's all I got to say. Well, I think that might be the bigger conspiracy is yes. Uh, let's push this thing to the brink where we can then call for martial law. 100%. Of course. And then of course. guess what happens if we're un- under martial law during November? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then think about this. Think about this. Why? And nobody's ever asked this question yet. I haven't seen it in the in the media. Why hasn't the mayor instituted a curfew? I think he did that right at the beginning. Uh, yeah, he did in the beginning. Yeah, he did. Earlier, yeah. but but there's but, no now. But he's now he's not right. because he's not. It's they're not fighting. Like you said, they wipe their hands off yep. of it. Exactly. 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 Because they're 100%. not fighting PPB. They're fighting the Fed. Right. So right. And it's, yes, we don't need a curfew yes. because we're not getting damaged. Our city it's hall's por- not getting damaged. Our precincts aren't getting that, damaged. That's right. Not that I'm saying right. like go out and do that, but. And maybe I am. I don't know. Um, So I would say this. And so here's a story I was going to bring. And I had no idea that you. I mean, I kind of had idea what your stance was. But you what you said 
is right in line with the story that came out today. And I got this one from KPTV, um, the, I know the local Fox affiliate, but again, I've explained this before. It's local news. I just want to, I want something to tell me what, you know, like you listen to all sources. So that's just one of my sources, right? Um, Because I also listen to OPB. So, um, so anyway, this story came out, the NAACP president on Portland protests, a spectacle taking attention away from the Black Lives Matter movement. So the president of the NAACP, E.D. Mondain, said he wants to be clear that he is appreciative of the efforts of the white brothers and sisters on the streets of Portland, but says there needs to be a shift. He says this requires listening, listening to the black community and putting it in the driver's seat of the movement. Um, he want, I want to read this one specific quote. He says, we need to be in other places. Mondaine said, we need to go to Gresham where our constituency lives and let them know, Hey, we're here and there's hope. We need to go into the white neighborhoods where our white sisters and brothers live and sit down and have that conversation in full force with them right there in the, in their backyards. We need, we welcome all the help that we can get from our very well-meaning and I call them sisters and brothers and allies and accomplices. We need them, but we need them to show up like we need them to show up and not how they think is best. They want to show up. And he says he does not suggest retreating, but instead taking the black lives matter movement into places where tear gas and rubber bullets and federal agents can't find them like boardrooms, schools, city councils, and the halls of justice. Bam, Alex. You and the president of the NAACP are mm, out of eye. But you know what's crazy? That is not, that's actually not a real popular view. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Among people. And it it, kind of breaks my heart because, like you said, it seems like I understand allies, white people want to get involved and they want to do this. But you know what? They're not going to go into the numbers with the black people. They ain't going to go on 162nd mm-hmm. and Burnside talking about they want to talk people. They you know don't I mean? go there when there's no protest. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Because you know why? <laughs> you know how I say this look like it's been orchestrated mm-hmm. in a sense? Because here's the thing. that Being downtown is a safe space for white people. Believe Heck it or yeah. not. I don't care what people think. They have they feel like they're more in a safe space downtown yes. than if they go to 162nd and Burnside and, and protest, right? Because guess what? The, the 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 unwritten psychology is that that's the reason why you don't see Negroes out there downtown. Come on now. They're they're out in the numbers in their hoods. They don't want to be targets. Some of them on probation and parole anyway. They don't want to be out there <laughs> pick, getting picked. No, you know what I mean? So they, they many people say, man, we're not going out there because we don't want to be no targets. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they refuse to go to the hoods where mm-hmm. these people are because they feel safe downtown. Downtown is a safe space for a lot of white people, regardless of what they say, because you know why? They know that the poli- they're going for the police precinct because the police are outside. Mm-hmm. Right? But I guarantee you if they go down out to, to, to Rockwood mm-hmm. or somewhere, you see what I'm saying? Right. It's yeah. cool gonna be it's gonna be a different story they ain't gonna feel comfortable exactly it's too too many negroes out there but yet but yet they don't understand that's one of the diversive communities is rockwood right it's the most diverse in this in the city 
But they, they don't, don't want to. They, they don't believe that. Yeah. No, they don't, because they don't ever go out there. Well, right. and and if you and, don't and live there, you don't see it exactly. You know, and if you don't ever go out there, all you're hearing again is the media spin of what happened. In, right. Is you know what's happening in Rockwood? Shooting in Rockwood, you know, gangs in Rockwood. I, when right. I told when I told people um, that when I started taking up disc golf, and I told people I played, we played at Rockwood in Vance Park. Oh my God. They would. They were like, oh, "What? Are you playing in those parks? Like, aren't?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, have you ever been out there? Like, it kills yeah. me, man. Like, it kills yeah. me. you know, it yeah, kills me. yeah. These so. same people are downtown. Guess where they coming from? They coming from Laurelhurst, West mm-hmm. Hills, all that with the Black Lives Matter sign in front of the you know two yep. million dollar mansions. Yeah. And if I go to ask them for help at two o'clock in the day, like I said before, mm-hmm. they're gonna be calling the police on my black ass. That's yep. just that's how I feel yep. about it. And yeah. the, and the only time they'll go out there is when they hear about a taco cart on Yelp, right? Right. right. And then they'll be posting that selfie. Oh, tacos, tacos! Right. You know, like like that's the only time you're gonna see their asses out there. They ain't staying out there. And they and ain't the, trying what, to improve the the the, 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 the st- infrastructure out there. They ain't trying, so, you know, like right. As they long as it stays, and you know, they're, they're what are they? That the the nimbies, the not in my backyard folks. Yeah. That's them. Right. That's right. them. And and here's the thing, though, Tori. Like, you gotta, you know, we really gotta ask ourselves, what is the end game with this whole federal courthouse contention? What is, mm-hmm. do they do? They want to cheer or something and say the feds are going away because that's a federal building. You're gonna have federal agents in there, right. and you're gonna always see them, right? right. So I think you know, I get. And this is an education piece for white people as well. It's like y'all are the predominance in these city. But here's the thing. The question is, the mystery question is, why do you not see predominantly black people in these protests, right? Because there's enough black people here that if we came downtown, oh, yeah. we could we if we would turn it into Atlanta, Baltimore, New Orleans, it would look like that. And people yeah. would be like, where the hell all these Negroes come from, right? <laughs> they would ask those questions, but there's people got to ask the question, why are we not down there at those protests in big numbers? And there's a reason for that. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. But I, I, I think somewhere it, somewhere in all these protests, it flipped, the script flipped. Um, because it, then it, I feel like it stopped being about Black Lives Matter then and turned into something else that I'm really not quite sure what it is. I don't know if, and I know it's a, against police brutality, um, but I'm not sure like what what the messaging is. Like I I don't understand why. I just don't understand it. Well, at well, this let's, point, let's be fair. You got the Portland moms that have been out there. They've been tear gassed, right? They've started, you know, they've had their lines. Well, they went out there because in response to the feds, you know, uh, shooting people and and they were doing headshots. You had, you know, these feds weren't playing around. They weren't trying to do body shots. They were hitting protesters. Body shots. You had (laughs) not those kind of body shots. You had two people get shot with their Ami bullets, their little, you know, rubber bullets in the head. It's always adorable when um, when uh, Sylvia is talking anything that deals with guns. It's, I know. <laughs> you got the ammo bullets. You know, those things. And, and that's that's my, um, you know, from playing uh, Black Ops when it first came out with my younger son, or my oldest son. And, uh, yeah. But I can do that on video, but I can't, I, I don't have the confidence for the real deal. 
we're going to have a talk about that on this podcast. Yeah. So, but to stay on the topic of what we're talking about, to be fair, there to be honest, if y'all haven't seen the footage, at night they have been hundreds of people singing together, yeah, peacefully protesting, right? Yeah. And then it changes. It, it like it it just it just switches. Right. So what's happening is these people that are peacefully protesting, they are not able to get on national media and show that there that there's hundreds of them out there. I mean, singing and crying or whatever yeah. else they're doing, and it's not being put on national media. It's only the contention of when the bad guys come out. Right. You so let, let me let me let me throw this question out there, and so, so when that when that shift takes place, right? We all know, if we don't, now you know, there has been proven that there are agitators implanted into protests, yes. right? Mm-hmm. We, yeah, so we've done some stories where it, they, we've talked about it. It, it, gets, it gets some, you know, uncovered occasionally. So, I mean, it's possible that 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 you like you said it it seems like like by design right like that camera angles they're Mm -hmm. they're showing and if you watch any of the video that's on the on the media not the live not the people that get on facebook and show Mm -hmm. you what's happening like right there in the moment you see that same uh image run over and i mean how many times have i seen Mm -hmm. the image and not to say that they're not snatching people up right they are doing that but i've only seen one image over and over and over of the one guy He's all dressed in black. He's got a helmet and th- and he goes like this, like I didn't do anything wrong. And then oh, to yeah, yeah. you know they throw him in right. a minivan, right? That is the only video footage they keep playing and playing and playing and playing and playing, right? But you know, even on, even on the live streams, they do the same thing because again, that's what a contention is. Right. But if you scroll back back on the block, that's what I'm saying. You, yeah, you will see all the tents. You will see. You might not see that many people. You see all the barbecue pits. Yeah, you see all that stuff, but they don't show you that. You know what I mean? So right. me personally like i just can't believe that this is what's going on um and i'm trying to educate people that you know being in the military for 14 years actually occupying somebody's space unlawfully in a sense i know what occupation looked like this is not an occupation these people are in their buildings don't get me wrong they didn't snatched up a couple people on the sidewalk but this is not an occupation of portland portland and here's the last thing here's another thing i'm gonna say when you do not listeners there is no nate uh national what is there is no state of emergency in Portland. Yeah. Please understand there's no state of emergency in Portland because once the administration and the White House start throwing that word out, they're going for gusto. They're, t- they're trying to make you believe that there's a state of national because, you know, when there is a state of emergency, the, the government can start to move to push in martial law. Yes. There is no state of emergency here. It's within one block, one sidewalk right in front of a big ass federal courthouse do not think that people are in their houses afraid three four blocks away yeah or even on the east side of the city in rockwood you think they worry about what's going they don't know downtown. well Jay, not even on the worried? east side not even on the east side of the river right like right yeah. not even the east side of the river right across Look at, the river ginger's coming from california ginger are you worried what there was, a lot, of, <laughs> there was a lot of jokes in the office before i left and uh T- tell us what you know, my my boss got in a nice little pocket of change. So as I'm walking out, I'm like, uh, you going to pay my bail money? I'm going to go fight the good fight. <laughs> um, but I definitely, really all of my information on what's really happening and everything that I am hearing is exactly what Alex is saying. It's all coming from TikTok. I'm not hearing any of this on any of the other, you know, major news 
even like my, you know, my good, trusty, old, reliable, you know, when people that are, there's a site, whatever, I can't think of the name right now, but it's kind of like both sides. They put mm -hmm. one perspective in the other. They're not talking, the people that I truly rely on news, they're not talking about Portland, you know, CNN and all that crazy, all them, they're talking about Portland, but it's, it's, I don't think any of it is accurate. So my true news that I'm getting it's from TikTok, and they're saying everything that Alex is saying, every single mm -hmm. thing about it. They talk about how it's only on one section of the street. There's a girl that walks around. She goes on TikTok Live, and she's walking around, and she's showing all these different things. And nice, she's like, nice. This is not what they're talking about. This is not what they're talking nice. about. This is what's really happening, and she's showing exactly what you said, how it's one little block. She tries her best to get at in her filming it looks a little bit larger than what you said is in one block um but she said it's all contained in one area mm -hmm. it's not and it shows the news people are only in one area she's like yep. they're not talking about this so well I and get all my stuff from tiktok i was last <laughs> night so last night i was coming back from uh shampooey park and it was it was after nine o'clock so as i'm driving up over the markham bridge I'm thinking to myself, you know, if shit was really happening the way they said they were happening, one, I probably wouldn't even be able to go across the Markham Bridge. Two, right. if I did, I would have been able to look over to downtown and just see smoke billowing and Everywhere. fires and sirens. And I did take, like, I, I peeked over as I'm driving, I'm, and it looked like another night in downtown Portland. Another night. You know, I there was that one block, like you said, where the, where the, where the federal building is that, as I glanced over, you could see some, uh, you know, police lights. But mm -hmm. of course, because that's there, there's there. You posted up there, so. But the rest of downtown Portland look like the rest of downtown Portland looks every night. You know, but here's, right? He, here's the but thing. But they you showing know, that. The thing, the thing. Here's what it is, and a lot of it has to do with groupthink and a, and a, and some few agitators, honestly, because I was talking to a coworker and she was like, "Well, he can't do that. It, 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 see, he's bluffing." He knows that he can't do that. Right. And if anybody knows what is required to have federal troops running around the city, he knows he can't do that. But if you don't understand the history of Donald Trump in office, then you don't understand that he's only pissing you off, making you think he could do something that he yes. can't actually do. Yes. So she was like, well, because the feds are here and he deployed the feds and they can't be here. I'm like, what do you mean they can't be here? They have a damn federal buildings all over the city. This is where they're at. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. because of their, their uh, dis distaste for Trump himself, they think that they're fighting against him. They're not fighting against Trump. He, You're falling into his trap. Mm -hmm. He wants somebody to get hurt. He wants you mm -hmm. to get even more belligerent. He wants you to do more violence because just like he's talking about all these Democratic run mayor city, how he talks about them real bad. Right. And he says, y'all ain't got no backbone or spine. Mm -hmm. He knows that if he keeps letting them destroy themselves, yep. just like Lightfoot. Well, Lightfoot, she come back and say, well, I guess I'll accept something, but it needs to be some stipulation type of thing, mm -hmm. right? She's putting a toe in, and that's all that's going to happen. The longer we stay out there destroying it, we're falling into his trap because eventually, you know, Ted Wheeler, he's a walking hot dog anyway. <laughs> so he's going to turn around, and he's just going to be like, okay, Mr. President, we really need your help. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. yep. And guess what's going to happen? Boom. Now we now we're gonna be closer to martial law, curfews instituted. Right. You ain't, you ain't gonna be able to walk downtown. You're gonna see people at checkpoints around the city, especially downtown, right? Yep. And people gonna be wondering how did we get to this point? Yeah. We got to this point because we are at a point of contention and a flashpoint that is not further advancing anything about no black lives. Mm -hmm. Zero. It's not it's not advancing us because 
you're talking about you. It's y'all. It's basically Portland against Trump. That's what. That's the. That's the. That's the tagline right now. Yeah. It's Portland. Everybody in Portland against Trump, but that's not the way it should be. It should be the citizens of Portland against police brutality. Yes. Right. Their their city officials yes. and all this BS that they're doing, but nobody sees that. But you know what? White people who are considered themselves allies, like I say, they figured that's a little safe. I need to do something. So let's go dress in a bunch of t-shirts at 930 in the morning and let's go do a little peaceful protest and walk away. But they're not calling out the vibe. They think that everybody's peaceful at night. Mm -hmm. My thing is, why don't y'all call out the people who are committing the violence at night and say, look, y'all are suppressing our message. Yes, Please, right. you know, they're not going to say that because they don't want to be into the position where they, they, they're wrong and they won't have to reevaluate it because they hate Trump so much, right? Everybody hates Trump. We know that. Right. But they don't want to like dial it back and, and call out and have accountability in their own community. Say, look, y'all little white kids that, that, look, the guys was lighting fires inside of the fence. They were skateboarding. White kids were skateboarding and just having a good time. And you yep. telling me you advancing black agenda, yep. black lives by mm -hmm. doing that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and you think about it too, it's like, it's the it's the Black Lives Matter sign in Northwest Portland Hills or in West Lynn it, it or, or in Northeast Portland. It's been gentrified. Right. It's the right. it's the sign on the lawn. It's not the actual change because if the actual change happened. You wouldn't be able to gentrify these neighborhoods. You wouldn't be able to um, route money to to your school. Lincoln High School. Lincoln High School mm -hmm. is, you know, mm -hmm. we all know, you know, like you, you may be affected by the reforms in a way you don't want to be affected. So let's just put the sign out and call it a day. You know, that's that's what's happening. Right. Let's put the sign out. Let's go down at 930 with our T-shirt on, but not go <laughs> into the boardroom, not go into the city council, not go into the county commissioners, not go into the, you know, uh, the 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 school your local you know like you don't have to ask yeah. hey, you don't have to do I, anything speaking about that because i did bring i did get a story that okay. is talking this is uh asheville north carolina uh this came out july 16th so asheville city council approves reparation plans as providence explorers ideas so leaders in Asheville, North Carolina, have taken a historic step to repair centuries of racial prejudice by unanimously voting to provide reparations. I'm going to go quickly. So um, because it falls into exactly like what you were talking about, Tori, is we need to do something more. Something else has to happen. And I when I read this story, I thought, wow, this is actually what, you know, what we were talking about with trying to close gaps in um, economic disparities, in jobs. So um, this city council uh, voted seven to zero on resolution Tuesday night that formally apologized to its black residents for the city's role in slavery, discriminatory uh, housing practices, and other racist, racist policies throughout its history. The measure also calls for a plan to provide reparations to its black residents in the form of investing in their community, such as increasing minority home ownership, increasing minority business ownership and career opportunities, and strategies to grow equity and generational wealth according to the resolution. Um, and then they go into like okay. this. So you know, I'm glad you brought that because I had heard about that, and I didn't yeah. read the whole story, but I heard it. And but then, I, then I, I had the thought, okay, that's that's a good first step. Yeah. And I'm very curious 
as to once they start spelling out the qualifications for it, right? Because it's just like everything, like, for example, uh, cannabis uh, regulation and cannabis uh, legalizing cannabis, right? Right. And and putting the regulations on it. Great thing. However, in all the constructing of the qualifications in order to be a cannabis business owner, um, to do all these things, they excluded people with felonies they yeah. uh, made it so that in order to invest and have have a cannabis business because it's not legal federally you, you and the state um you had to have like something like five hundred thousand dollars um in of, of money right because yeah. your your funds aren't federally you know because you because it's federally illegal so it New Jim Crow, the cannabis regulation, right? Because less than 1% of the cannabis business owners are people of color. And so my concern around this is when they start saying, okay, home loans, right? Are they going to exclude people with felonies? Are they going to exclude people with past evictions? Are they going to exclude is, people with any kind of, saying, you know. I'm quickly scanning this article because they said as far as a, t- a timeline goes, so you, there is no checkbox. As far as the timeline goes, we will have some steps to report on within six months and every six months after that. The work does not end and will be adaptive no matter what governing body holds office or who runs our city. Okay, so that gives me a little bit of hope that they are looking at those things is that you can create that reparations program through home loans, through business ownership and all those things. But if you put qualifications that will exclude people of color who have or black people who have traditionally been incarcerated, traditionally, you know, had other credit issues. Right. Then you're just repeating the cycle. Just like just like Jim Crow. Exactly. Exactly. I would like to. Yeah, I think this would be. You know, great if there were more details, like yeah. you said. Like, what what does all this happen? But I, I love the fact that, right. one, it's first steps. Well, like, and we'll give them th- some time, this- like it was just announced. So I'm, I'm going right. to give them some time. But I would also, if I was in that city, I would be going yeah. out and saying, that's the boardroom we need to be in. That's the room we the- need to be in to say, yeah. okay, this is great. And as we create this program, you need to make sure there's no you know, little qualifications that are just going to disqualify people that is, i.e. new Jim Crow. Right. 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 The other side side of my brain, honestly, thinks this is just another can created for them to continue to kick. You know, I may possibly be a grandfather who, I mean, I I don't have any kids, but I could possibly be a grandfather by the time we see anything different than what they, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I have to be skeptical about it because You've been there, done that. The whole pandering thing is just out of control in politics. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can't ask, how does it say? You can't, a- I can't ask an oppressor, a-, a system that's been oppressed to write the rules for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And unless you're going to have that representation that's actually going to go for what the people need, then they're just kicking the can. You know, it's a red yeah. tape. We see it in. in, in- but, but here's the thing that I'm saying. Like I always say, because you know, you call Ted Wheeler a weenie. May may hot be dog. a weenie, may not be a hot dog. Hot dog. But here's the thing hot that dog. I've one that I was impressed with. He came out with yes. giving 40 hours. That's a baller move to me because yes. politically, that's either going to destroy your career or give you a boost. Whatever it is, you don't know. We're in a white city. Um, you know that could have been 
the end of your political career. You know, I give but he you know, took that baller I, move. <laughs> I give you know what I didn't mention and I wanted to. I give him much credit for showing up out there, right? I mean, he got tear gas and everything, just like everybody else. I, I give the yeah. weenie I give the weenie some points for that because <laughs> I mean I'm not going to I Maybe he's just a, one of them little tiny, what are those little uh, teeny weenies? Vienna sausages. <laughs> <laughs> a Vienna sausage? He is a, he's quite pale. Or the that, one that you pour the barbecue sauce No, he's he's the, he's the not little... dark enough for that. He is a, he's pale like a Vienna sausage. Oh, <laughs> poor ween. Poor Tim. Yeah. Oh, but 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 on this uh, you know, going back to this article, at least they're doing baller moves. I've never heard the word giving reparations. Yeah. And that's what I like is we're going to do different. We we're giving we've I mean, when you talk about reparations, that means we did something wrong yeah. and we're going to repair it. We're going to do it. And that I've never seen those, those two things saying we're going to repair. We have to repair. This is the first time I've read that we've heard federally, you know, asking for reparations for slavery. And, you know, then you have no neck Mitch McConnell out there. Well, we can see <laughs> president Obama, you right. know, but then, but we don't have anything to apologize. How am I supposed to apologize for? I didn't, you know, I didn't own slaves, right? But you know how? But like what what Tori was saying, the qualifications. Watch how difficult it's going to be for a person who's going to have to prove by DNA and blood that they're a descendant, right. direct descendant of a slave. Right. right? Gonna, it's going to. It's going to be. They're going to make it right. so. But on this one though, it's not saying. If you if you were if you're generational slave, they're just saying, hey, we did you oh, communities. Okay. Wrong, yeah, they're just saying black community. Gonna we're going to that. We're yeah. going to repair it and we're going to start closing I, the gap. I think now, it'll be do it. Right. I don't. But what I also like is it's very solid. Like they had a very solid plan. We're going to start closing these gaps right. where we can. And I think that's the conversation of evolution. That's what Damon was talking about. We've right. got to move towards evolution and how do we start closing these gaps? Well, and I mm. think too, it, it, it's like, um, it's, it, it's what you said, Alex too, is around, would you be a grandpa before every, anything ever happened? Right? Like there is going to be a sy systemic bureaucracy that's going to slow processes. And so, that's where you know that's where you got to stay on them right like that's where mm -hmm. a contingency in that in that it was a town right Asheville mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah um North Carolina. you know the contingency in that city needs to stay active and say and be in the boardroom to be in the meetings to be you know like the committees like you have to be on them you know like white on rice mm -hmm. like what are you doing? What's next? We got to get to the next right. step because they will stall out as long mm -hmm. as they can. And that's exactly what we need for here in uh, Portland. Absolutely. Too. Like because that's what those protesters should be shifting and doing. done to the African-American community here in North Northeast Portland yeah. with gentrification. That yeah. needs to be repaired. Right. Big time. Big, you know? big time. And but every time they talk about developmental dollars, they're always talking about their the little areas that either one have been gentrified yep. or but nothing in in you know outer east where they've pushed people to right. color out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have a uh Trader Joe's. I'd love to have a Trader right. Joe's out here in, in <laughs> Rockwood or you know. Well, guess it's great to have Starbucks, but that's like one and then you don't see them in 
<laughs> well, let me tell you, if you see if you see a new season out there, you better you trouble get better your run. Stuff. You better pack. Better run. You better get ready because they coming for your ass. Get your house fixed up like, for selling because you're gonna make some money. They need to give them money to enhance the view, to make it look, you know, nice. You know, the muy, muy, mi pueblito there where we always go eat, yep. you know, after. Give them some money to do some upgrades, small right. business loans. Give them, you know. But that's the investment. That's the investment that needs to Enha be. Yeah. yeah, enhancing those to where then you have folks that are white that are, are like looking and like, hey, this, I feel comfortable here now. Then they see it ain't. You know, so, it ain't so, what you all thought. So if you've been looking at the Cold Cares Act in Portland, apparently got a whole bunch of this money. You've seen that with the whole, yeah. all these millions of dollars that's supposed to be, they're going to like push it into these black communities. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. yeah. Although I, I sent you the link. Is that right? The COVID? I don't, uh, I think it had oh, to no. do with COVID. Oh, no. Is that not COVID, what you're talking about? Uh, I mean, it's derivative of like it. It derives from that. Yeah, it's the COVID money. All this money. COVID money. All these black programs and all these black resources, right? But um, the other thing that we haven't mentioned, and one of the things that I saw when I've been out there is the one thing I haven't seen, which would be an enormous uh, help in the protest downtown, is you don't see anybody registering anybody to vote. That. There, you got there you all go. these hundreds and there all these people go. coming out there, and there's no organizations registering people to vote. Right. At all. Yeah. I or, haven't seen Or one. talking about no. the local elections, the judges, right, right. the city council, the school boards, all of that. We talked about this before and other ones. Like, it's not just about voting for president. It's voting in yeah. these smaller elections and, get, like you said, getting people registered to vote. Like, yeah. none of that shit's happening. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, there is a local election going on uh, for city. Uh, Loretta Smith against I can't remember who because uh, I'm about hoping I'm hoping. You know, I always say just because they're a person of color doesn't mean that they just because they're skinship you know, don't mean they're kinship. The, <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm true. hoping she don't win because you know Black Lives Matter. You know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You got to elaborate on that because I'm I'm trying to understand where you going. Ugh, Tori knows. I don't. But, I just so say Loretta that there Smith are is running. Yeah. Good. Good. Loretta Smith is running. She was a um. She was a commissioner. County, County commissioner. commissioner. Yeah. Um, for North Northeast Portland. Yeah. Um, who I did not feel. Go on now. Had. Uh, the interests of Northeast Portland. I mean, here you go, because gentrification is happening in her district. Um, no fuss, no muss. It's happening slowly. People are going out there, doing these reverse mortgages in that community. Mm. No mm. muss, no fuss. Mm. Uh, racial injustices are happening, brought to her attention. No fuss, no, no nothing. You know, so I'm she, just like, I can't, she, we can't like have, she, she can't was in the Candace Owens. Thank you. Thank you. Because she's got a skin color. We can't, you know, you, you can't, can't vote her in exactly simply because black lives matter. We need somebody else. But we did that. But we did that with Obama. <laughs> we did. We did. We did, we did that with Obama. We did. We voted, we voted we, in well, we're learning. We're learning now. We got to move forward. I need, I need somebody that is going to put something on the table yeah. and bring it and bring it hard. Like I like, um, and I don't know who the other guy is too. So I'm like, Ugh, 
I, and I got to get to know who the other guy is. I got to find out. That's your homework. He, yeah. Okay. I will. I'll do that. I'm going to find out too. what the other guy's uh, stance is and what he's done in the community and what his uh, what he's done for people of color. So I want to open this up real quick since we're on this subject because Ginger's sitting over there making faces. <laughs> um, I mean, you. what part of California? Um, uh, Orange County. Okay, Orange County. Oh, I mean, you visited out here a few times, right? Yeah. You. What do you? What is your perception? Not. I mean, like, what do you think about the city as far as like, is it what you think it is, or you, or what people have been telling you, or do you see something different? I learned that I didn't know this because you know, with the whole Portland, you know, like let's keep Portland weird, and everyone has their own very eclectic style it seems to be a very um progressive city i guess i had no idea the history of deep deep racism in portland that could be equal to the south boom i had no idea about any Mm -hmm. of that and so what i learned on tiktok (laughs) um talking about right (laughs) talking about um really one of the girls that I was watching she was like this was this was eventually going to happen and it's turned unfortunate that it's now become about more so the violence but it it was always something and she thought it was going to be a lot of those undercover KKK members coming out to these rallies and you know doing all these bad things I had no idea that the divide was so intense Mm -hmm. and that it was like you know like the tension was so thick that surprises me tenfold about Portland. I had no idea. But the crazy thing about what you just said about thinking that the KKK and all that coming out, this goes into what you just said and what uh, uh, Sylvia just said about gentrification. What people need to understand, especially communities of color, is that the racist KKK, you know, patriot nuts and all these people that are truly racist, they don't want to live around us. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, they stay out of the city. They stay out of these places. So, who you think is in those houses? White, liberal, progressive, neoliberals, walking, wa- walking their dogs, jogging, not mm-hmm. supporting the black businesses that they're mm-hmm. that's in their neighborhoods. Right, those are the people who always stand in front of us and say, "Well, hey, we got the answer. Don't worry about it. Like, we have the solution to your problem. Let me just buy a couple little properties over there, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and boom, it's over with." Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what people need to understand about Portland, too. It's so dynamic because when I moved here, right, the mosque that I go to, people always told me, man, in North Portland, it was all black. And I never, you know, I I never I'm like, there's no way that this was all black. So I had some of these older people take me out and it's like, that was a black home. That was a black home. That was a black. That was a black business. And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, today. I would have never thought that because of how white it is. You see what I'm saying? And I think the psychology is that people think that racism is only one way, Mm -hmm. but the the policies and the culture of a white dominant culture, whether you left or you right is going to always prevail economically. It's going to always prevail economically. So that's why, people of color are always stuck in the middle or we always getting the bad end of the stick because we're like, well, shit, who are we voting for? What are we doing here? Because we are always getting the bad end of the stick. You know what I mean? That's why it's Trump so, was like, what do you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting <laughs> that you say that. So my dad um, 
I'm gonna put him a little bit on front street. My dad is a police was a police officer, and I had this whole conversation with him, and um, he kind of just said exactly what you're saying. He he is more um, his position is a little bit hopeless. He feels um, you know he's like we were brought here, and this is this has now become like the white man's land. Whether they want to call themselves Republican or Democrat doesn't matter. And so he feels like these rules were not made for us and we will never have a chance of winning. His perspective is very like, just, he's kind of a downer. Not gonna lie. <laughs> he's kind of a downer. He feels like there's no hope that it is that this is the status quo and it's always going to be this way. And so I, I do get a little discouraged when I try to talk to him about these things and, and I'm like, with the young kids and, you know, I'm trying to, you know, get something. And he's like, yeah, but we, they said that, you know, that during the 60s, look at these young people coming out and protesting and, and sitting down at these tables and refusing to get up. And it's like the cycle will always repeat itself. It's, it's, and As long as there's the race construct, Ginger, it's going to always repeat itself because yeah. we're going to, and people act like right now what we're seeing, we've seen this a million, we've seen it worse than this. Like your dad said, when he was living in the 60s and so it was worse then than what it is. So we got to give a little bit of point saying that it is much better for the kids, for us, our generation now than it was back then. So there is a little bit of hope. It's just going to be taking a lot of generations to get somewhere. But here's the other thing. We got to figure out and be able to communicate what the hell it is that we actually want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, because we be, we be, I want this, I want that, I want this. And it's like, okay how are we going to get this and what does this mean to you? You know what I mean? So if you said, if everybody can, if you give everybody reparations, okay, I'm going to give you, let's just say a hundred, I'm going to give you $50,000. Let's just say you, and you give that to every Negro, every demo, every, I'm going to say class of Negro. You might have some people that are up in middle class, you might have people lower. I'm just being real. If you give a Negro where I'm from $50,000, it's not about to last very long because they haven't, you know, they're not thinking like, okay, well, how can I build this up? Mm-hmm for the people that come after me. How can I use this mm-hmm. in my community? How can I do this? They're going to be like, boy, I'm about to ball out. I'm mm-hmm. about to shine. I'm about to stun Nike on them. You, heard me. you know what I mean? Yeah, Nike stock. And you want to talk about stimulating the economy. She, <laughs> they, <laughs> hey, they're going to be, they might buy, they might buy a whole store up. I'm just saying. So yeah. I think I do have a little sense of hopelessness as well. Sometimes I'm like, when you look at it, I look at George Floyd and it hurts me so bad. I'm like, we will never be able to get out of this because this was never built for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. This would never be, this was never built for mm-hmm. us. So if he, you know, just like those, those colonists, those people that came and, and, and fought against the British monarch, right. Mm-hmm. They wanted their own nation because they felt like they wasn't represented. They felt like they were being, they had all these things. Right. But when, a when, when, a, a, a the people that's been enslaved, they're oppressed all these years for us to say, we want our own nation. They will lose their shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, we want to yeah. defect away from you guys mm-hmm. because of what you've done to us for 400 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big problem. And I think, the structure that's here is never gonna. It's there's no way it can come down zero, mm-hmm. even with and, and, two, and where would bombs. where would we go? Great point, because after slave after slavery, look what happened. Yeah, most a lot of people stayed on the plantation, right? And yeah. but at the same time, we don't we ain't gonna be downers here, like like she say, as people of color across the board, we are exceptional people. 
Mm-hmm. We are exceptional people. We have done some things, and I, if it wasn't for us, the world wouldn't be the way it is. We have survived. That not only you got to look at not the people that stayed back to be sharecroppers, but what about the ones that took their freedom, went to some land that wasn't cultivated to to grow food, mm-hmm. no houses on it, right? Mm-hmm. They just left and they survived and they got through that, and their generations was able to um, continue to grow grow from that. So I think you know I don't want to say be too negative about it because as people of color, we are extremely exceptional people. Like mm-hmm. there, I like to describe it as the salt of the earth. Now I'm going to be careful because I don't want no Nick Cannon moments. Up in this <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't want no, I don't want no Nick Cannon moments. Up you're, in here. you're not trying but to you know, say that you're the real Jews, right? You're not so saying just, that. <laughs> just look, so wife, but you know, what's interesting about that is my wife brought up a great point before we went on the air today because I was talking about, and this is a story basically, that now the CDC has of course changed its guidelines to opening up the schools, right? Mm -hmm. So if you remember Trump administration, everybody pushing to go to school and the CDC said just two weeks ago, they're not going to change their 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 guidelines. Right. Well, guess what? They've changed their guidelines, and guess in what else? School. In school, to go send them yep. to school. Guess what else they said? That they want to start bringing the non-white kids to school first. It's the phasing <laughs> problem. Now, you remember when I was talking about back in March when I was vaccine? When I was fussing about <laughs> why I did not agree with them putting that information out about that black people are disproportionately affected by it. That was the seed that they were planting, right? But my wife brought up a good point. She said, and I said that is extremely racist. How they're building this propaganda, weaponizing it against us. And my wife said, think about it, Alex. What if they would have said um, the Jews are going to, you know, Jewish people are going to get the, I'm just being real about yeah, it. What yeah, if the Jewish yeah. people were going to get a vaccination first, right? Boy, it would have been like, what? It would have, people would have lost their mind. But mm-hmm. the fact that Bill right. Gates and all these government organizations are saying that black people, this is true, fact. Black people are the ones that supposed that should get it first. Yep. Right. But if you say no, Jews are the person. If you went and said, well, Jewish people are the people that should get it first, they would say that's anti-Semitic, that's racist. Why are you guys doing that? That's, that's so. I mean, that's that. Oh my, that's that is fucking true. And because they would have been screaming, you know, Holocaust, and we were already tested on. But they yep. never once talk about the the the, the relationship to like you said before the tuskegee yep. the 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 black women that were um uh, sterilized sterilized that were um the the whole history of gynecology in this world right that man had a fucking statue up until about a month ago <laughs> right when he was testing on black bodies right without their mm-hmm. consent right the 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 surgeries without pain medication that have happened historically because, oh, black people don't feel pain the same. Right. Like, Ain't that crazy? Like, they're not, and, you know, yes, there's disproportionality, and, and this is where I go back to, you both can live in a duality, right? Two things can mm-hmm. live in the same existence of you're not acknowledging the trauma, the historical trauma of the medical community on the black community. You're but, just saying, Oh, see, look at us, look at us, right, but, look at us, but what look we're at, doing. Look at the psycho, look at the black. And I'm, and I don't say this for everybody, but I just mean in general, I'm generalizing in mm-hmm. a sense, the black psychology, right? When this came out about that black people are disproportionate, I kept telling people, Hey guys, the propaganda machine is, 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 is ramping up. So I went, I went to the Congress library, found the trace act, read this out to my audience. Right. 
and had an interaction with them telling them like this stuff is exclusively a money grab this is not about they don't care about your health right mm -hmm. and you know what they you know what people were telling me for months they kept saying alex you're not an expert you're not a doctor you're not a scientist so guess what when this news came out about the cdc talking about sending kids back all these negroes talking about some i ain't sending my kids back but i'm like you told me to shut up and listen to the scientists and the experts but now you don't want to listen to them mm -hmm. when and, and my and this is my analogy i was like i was trying to give you a sandwich for free but what you did was you went and bought an unseasoned sandwich with no damn tomatoes no mayo <laughs> no nothing and you bought it for twenty dollars when i was only trying to encourage you to research right. and critical think but you you see what i'm saying about mm -hmm. the psychology mm -hmm. they would t they would believe you know our people sometimes will believe a lie and that comes from slavery and even before sure yeah we would believe things that the uh, institution will put in front of us before we even question it or or listen to something that someone that looks like them has to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Woo I've had to say that to my mom. Mom, I told her I told her something about some medication. Uh and we were this is a perfect example. I told her something about I want to say like Tums. She had the indigestion, whatever. And I was like, here, take some Tums, this helps. No, no, no. I need to go and, you know, uh, a dang pharmacist technician who's white comes out. Oh, I need to ask, ask him, ask him. <laughs> okay, mom or whoever technician, she wants to take this. Is this for, uh, you know, uh, it's indigestion? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's mm -hmm. get a couple bottles of those. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, mom, it took you until the uh, white man had to tell you mm -hmm. about the same thing that I just told you. And mm -hmm. now it's gospel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just pay attention to that. I said, pay attention to that. Pay yeah. attention. Why does it take somebody who is white to look like he's an authority figure to then believe what I just told you? We've been conditioned to do that. Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. conditioned to do that. And the, the media helps that. The, the, the social economical disparities help that. Mm -hmm. Like, because yeah. they don't feel, you know, it's not like, it's the same thing. Like, you can go say, I'm opening up a black business. Hey, man, come up in here, get these chicken wings for $5. They'd be like, why you got to sell it for $5? Mm, and right. then they go right down to Popeye's and buy it for $10, $11. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, and it's just uh, our psychology is so twisted. Mm -hmm. It just right. it just makes me like, are we crazy? Or, uh, man, are we genetically crazy? Man, why you got to talk about chicken yeah. wings, Alex? Well, I don't want to have to God, I'm thinking about Jack's some, uh, wings, man. We have some field investigation that we're going to do today, and I don't want yes, to be hitting downtown. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be hitting okay. downtown at night. Oh, yeah, I, I want to okay. go to downtown. So, I don't feel like getting tear gas. And now that Alex doesn't talk about wings, I want some wings. <laughs> <laughs> I love wings. Well, we Thank can... you guys for letting me tap in on this. I think this is hands down the coolest conversation I've had about this topic. And I really appreciate Alex's perspective, even though you know, I would we never don't. sit through an hour of Candace Owens. <laughs> my boo, that's my boo, that's my boo. I still appreciate <laughs> your perspective. And um, I'm super excited to be here, guys. Yeah, don't forget to uh, put us on your Insta, girl. Yeah, come on. You yes. got, we of need course. to we need to get on your followers, oh, man. So your Instagram, what's your what's your handle so we know? Ginger so spicy. Hey, is it really ginger so spicy they can handle all this beauty <laughs> well we need we want to follow I, I i curse on my instagram i talk about taking you know because i'm so cute i take all my friend's dad's money and you know that's not that i don't know if that fits this podcast. hey 
Girl, the, we're the, all about the point, women's rights. If the, that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose exactly. to do. Exactly. The point. If you choose to be conservative, you choose to be conservative. Right. We, we're my people Instagram, follow you if they like you. They won't follow my you My Instagram they is ginger so spicy underscore. Okay. Oh, underscore. So ginger, my Instagram, my ginger bio, so spicy. Hangers, ginger so spicy. Wait, ginger <laughs> so spicy and then an underscore at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ginger. There is another there is another person. Well, ginger, that's why so I was spicy. saying she that because underscore. So okay. she don't got the flavor that I got. Okay, that's why I wanted to clarify because How do you someone might spicy? clicked on the other one. S E I C Y. Oh, it's C Y. Oh, oh, there you are. Ginger so spicy. Underscore. underscore. Is this it? That's me, the oh. one and only Cinnamon Queen. Cinnamon wow. Queen. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Get off the, get off there. Get off there, Alex. <laughs> Look, we, 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 heard hey. the, we heard the last podcast. Hey, that's something to talk about right there. That that Instagram is something else, man. I, I had a lot of stuff on my Instagram that I didn't realize I was adding uh-huh. and my timeline was full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. We, we already said T and B, T and B. We're T&B. gonna have to make sure Ginger um advises both of you on the use of social me- social media. Yeah. Because you need you both needing some help there. Uh yes. I tell Ginger, move up, move up, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> well cool. um alex thanks again for being here um like i said it's, it's probably going to be a short notice it's going to yeah, be no a problem. regular um i think become a regular thing so listeners yeah you know you're going to be blessed be by that smooth mr voice jones voice all, yeah i'll be the young voice coming in to break up all this well yeah especially know, now we you're the his yeah. you're going to be the his you're going to be the hispanic candace owens <laughs> Candisa Owens. I'm here to break up the whole uh, bashing millennials, bashing Gen X. We're yeah. cool. here to stop all that. Yeah. Well, cool, we man. love it. We love it. Um, so, listeners, thanks for listening as always. And until next time, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what you say for it? What's your safe word, Daisy?